This is episode 372 for June 2015, and that song is called Still the One by Orleans, and Mary Jane is still the one for Peter in the Renew Your Vows comic, which we're going to tackle in this show. But before we get to that, I'd like to ask for your support of this website and our podcast by logging on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site via PayPal, and you can ensure more episodes come out and you can help pay our expensive bandwidth costs that it takes to host 372 episodes up on our server. Hey, Crawl Spacers. Welcome to our amazing review show. Let's introduce who we have on the panel. Ashley, what's going on? Um, I'm sorry. I was eating. Oh, let's do it again. Wow. You just took a big bite of... What, what are you eating? What did you just take a bite of? Like, Podcasting with mashed potatoes. I you like that. Earlier, I uh, I had a box of Betty Crocker Agaratin taters. Ooh, those are good. But I didn't. Ha- but I I didn't have anything else. I'm out of tilapia, and I'm out of hamburger helper. But I had a pound of ground beef. So I took the pound of ground beef and I cooked it separate. And then I cooked yeah. the Agaratin taters, and then I just mixed them together like the Agaratin taters was hamburger helper. That voice you hear, of course, is George. We also have Jr. Any potato products? In here? <laughs> that's that's my intro. <laughs> Yep, I didn't, yep, you just put it in there. That's your I intro, man. That for air. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're rolling, baby. Oh we're going God. on this boat. Come, you get us. You get an all gratin potato intro. That's Jr., right. what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Uh, well, today my wife had her colonoscopy. You want to hear about it? Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> Potatoes to poop shoot. No, no, no. <laughs> all right, Mike. What's going on, Mike? Follow all that. Well, in the immortal words of my second favorite superhero, Brad Douglas. You wanted yeah. me. Here I am. All right. So, <laughs> Wait, who was it? Is that Plastic Man? That was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was really Plastic Man. It was Plastic Man with the cold. <laughs> was, that, uh, was, that, was that Quasar? Who were you doing there? <laughs> I love me some Quasar, by the way. <laughs> Uh, we're going to do one, two, three, four, five, six reviews. We're going to review Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. JR has got that one. Amazing Spider-Man 17. Ashley's got that one. Amazing Spider-Man 18. Mike, you've got that one. Uh, then we're going to go uh, Jerry Conway's miniseries. 16.1 is George. 17.1 is Mike. Ashley has 18.1. And we're going to start with the one probably everyone is waiting to hear our thoughts on, which is uh, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. Uh, JR, take me through that. That's Mr. Slot and Mr. Kubert on that, on that issue. Yeah, it is. Well, boys and girls, this is, the, this is this, the series that we've been approaching with a certain amount of fear, dread, and apprehension. Yep. We're not sure whether or not Slot is going to write an honest story from the perspective about what would, what a married and parental Spider-Man would be like, or if he's just going to tell one that seeks to further Marvel's agenda of young, hip, single, and looking to get laid Spider-Man. <laughs> so, anyway, so as without further ado, we see that Peter, when we start, we see Peter and Mary Jane are married with a daughter named Annie. Now, I have, I presume there's a story behind why she's named Annie, unless maybe she's going to be an orphan at the end of the the series. That might be it. Uh, you know why she appears to be named after Anna Watson rather than May Parker when any version of Spider-Man's daughter has always been May. Uh, if you look on the calendar, it says May. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and but although the name Anna May Parker does roll off the tongue better than May Anna Parker, so. You know, yeah, that's true. It could be. But anyway, here's what's going on in, in the big picture. 
uh, Spider-Man has been uh, doing an awful lot of fighting more and more bad guys lately because some of the superheroes just don't be don't seem to be showing up for duty these days. And he's been fighting Daredevil's bad guys and Iron Fist bad guys, and you know it's like man, this is this shit's getting old. But then he finds out that. Um, he finds out that uh, when he goes to the Daily Bugle, that not only are some superheroes missing, but others are being found dead, like the Punisher and Moon Knight. And it's like, uh-oh, we got some serious shit going on here. So Spider-Man goes to Avengers Mansion, where there's a big powwow going of whoever's left uh, of the Avengers, the New Warriors, uh, even the Hulk and the Submariner are there, get, you know, and gathering to discuss what's been happening. And uh, Captain America says, and by the way, we just lost contact with all the X-Men. So the Avengers have traced these events to, I guess, their big suspect is a guy by the name of Augustus Roman. And first of all, I don't know, is this guy already a canon character or, or no? No. no. I think it's new. Okay. I've okay. never heard of him. Now, he's the head of a company researching human superhuman abilities, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, all the superheroes decide, you know, well, this is it. This is the, the big, this is the, the end all be all. We got to take this dude down. It's either him or us. And so they all head out there, but then Spider Man learns that there's been a prison break at Rikers and everybody has escaped, which means that, as we find out, uh, when Spider-Man breaks away from all the other superheroes, that yes, indeed, it is Venom. Venom has arrived and is threatening the family. Now, apparently, in the story, Eddie Brock is Venom. So, which I guess if you're going to tell a, a final Spider-Man story, you might as well use the real Venom. But, and I, but that shows that we really don't know where this story diverges from the continuity that we know and we already know or what. So, we just right now, Brock is Venom. Uh, so anyway, they, they begin fighting. Mary Jane and Annie escape. The Avengers, meanwhile, go to this Augustus Roman's headquarters, and apparently uh, they said, we're here to arrest you for using Darkseed's tailor. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so, you know, and, uh, you know, again, cause it, it, not a particularly original look. Uh Anyway, apparently this guy now, he calls himself the Regent, and he's been harvesting apparently all these superheroes who have powers, because he, he rattles off a few, like Radar Sense and things like that, and, you know, he, you know, he proves that he's one badass by literally ripping the Hulk's arm off, so... God! Yeah, we... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, well, he's got to be badass, that just proved, that just proved it right there, so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, Mary Jane, uh, back to her... Knowing Venom's weaknesses, uh, literally hitches a ride on a fire truck to a burning building, just conveniently happened to be passing by, and uh, Spider-Man follows him there, and you know through various events, Spider-Man gets Venom into the burning building, and Mary Jane yells that they're the only ones in there. They're only ones in there. Okay, so, well, that's uh, <laughs> pretty well a clue. She's telling Peter, you know, do what you got to do, and... Well, considering that Brock says, by the way, I'm going to suck your kid's brains out, Peter decides that, well, between that and being the only ones in there, he brings down the entire <laughs> burning building, and it appear, and both Brock and the symbiote appear to be dead. Which, considering how the uh, story has been, this miniseries has been promoted with Venom and Brock, apparently neither one of them are really dead, but anyway, be that as it may. <laughs> But then we learn that all the Avengers are now dead, that Darkseed Jr. took them out, and Spider-Man is the only hero left. So, years later, 
We see Spider-Man walking along with his daughter, and they go up to the street, uh, uh, the, the the end of the street or whatever. And Spider-Man says, "Now, don't you remember what the Wiggles used to sing? You know, look both ways, look both ways. You know, why do you, you know? invoke such dark powers on this show?" <laughs> I, in 300 and some odd episodes, we've never mentioned the Wiggles before. I remember before. when, uh, Brad, and I don't want to interrupt JR's flow, but uh, I remember. That's all right. I, brought, I, I got some tampons. I remember. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> that, Jesus. That's my bad. I, I, I was thinking of like the rhyme kind of, you know, street thing. JR immediately go. never mind. I'm out. So, okay, so my, my friend, his little boy, David, when David was a little, was a little kid, he's, he's not anymore, he's like, uh, he's like 11 or 12 now, but when he was little, when he was just very, very tiny, um, God help me, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, let JR finish up then. Never. <laughs> Go ahead, JR. We're almost to the end of yeah, the issue. Yeah, we're almost to the end of the issue. Anyway. I did. I had a brain for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you get old and grumpy there, George. So And eat those mashed potatoes for an intro. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so after they do the Wiggles routine or whatever, uh, <laughs> Peter's, you know, uh, the vulture is stealing a purse, and uh, Peter just ignores it uh, because, you know, he's got the Wiggles on the brain, and, you know, he can't uh, think of anything else. But the vulture steals a purse. Peter ignores it. And we now, you know, as we do our, our I guess, our, our draw, if, if this were a camera uh, at a movie, we'd be, we'd be drawing back and we would see, like, the the, fa- the signs with the regent, you know, saying your powers are my powers or whatever. Anyway, the regent is clearly in charge. And to be continued, which is not going to happen anytime soon. Because guess what? <laughs> yeah. Secret Secret Wars is behind schedule, so everything uh-huh. else is going to be behind <laughs> schedule. And when have we seen this bullshit happen before? <laughs> so we won't get another issue for two months. Is that what I saw yeah, all, in August? The next August? four issues of this, the next three issues are going to be until won't be until August. Yeah. All right, so we got to wait two okay, months. Now, right. now, with Civil War, it was Steve McNevin's fault, quote unquote, because he couldn't draw fast enough. Now, what? What's who? So what? Whose fault is it now? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, why do no. they? I mean, they don't learn. I mean, I, you know, it's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. The last time they hinged every, you know, everything revolved around one event. It got delayed and it threw everything off. So you think they would start to get some stuff in the can before going with it? But no, no. Let's go. Uh, what's your grade? Jared? Well, believe it or not, I get okay. a B minus. Wow. Very good. Let's go around the horn. Ashley, what's your grade on it? I'd actually give it a B plus. Uh, George. I give it a B minus as well. And Mike. A B. Okay. I'll go B minus also. I, I agree. Let's hear JR's pros and cons. What, what do you like, JR? Uh, the fact it didn't suck. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, um, what what made it good? What what made it a good story? Well, I know that this is a big difference between why I kind of like this one as opposed to, and I'm thankful, I'm grateful that I'm not discussing any of the other ones that follow. I actually care where this one's going. 
I mean, yep. I actually, you know, give a rat's ass what they're going to do with it. Um, I'm, I'm surprised. It's kind of a surprise. I, I, the story's going a lot further afield than I thought it would. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be, you know, Spider-Man being married with a kid was going to be the primary new variable. But uh, it looks like this Regent character and the fact that he slaughtered all the rest of the superheroes is the true new variable. So, uh, you know, I'm so I am sort of curious about it. Uh you know, I like the the fact that Peter has to be aware, you know, how he talks now because his kids become increasingly aware. And it just I mean, that's just what you learn as a parent. You know, you learn you, you it gets to a point where your kid starts. Uh, it's like when um, we were what my wife and I were watching um, uh, Fargo, the movie we were written at one time. And I forget how old Rachel was. She was three, maybe. And of course, when Steve Buscemi's character is going nuts and saying the F word over and over, you know, and then Rachel just sits there and says it. It's like, oh, God. So anyway, that was kind of a, a moment. Um, and then all the little touches with the kids' room and toys, the Daredevil onesie pajamas, the stuffed yeah. Hulk, the Spider-Mobile or Spider-Chimes or whatever they were. You know, a lot of little. But it, it's, it's in, I guess it's interesting. Uh, so I'm kind of interested in seeing where it goes. One thing I liked on the kitchen table was the Spider-Man WD-40. I thought that was cute. I thought that was a really cute little thing. Uh, you care about it. You are in- invested in the characters. You're, you are invested in Annie. You like the – I mean, this is his kid. Well, right now she's not a factor. She's just a pop yeah. right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, what, what didn't you like? Let me hear some cons. Um well, first of all, the regent looks like something we've seen a zillion times before. Yeah. You know, the, the like I said, he, uh, it's like that's the first, I mean, maybe, I don't know if I'm wrong, but that's the first thing I thought was Darkseed. It's like, what? Yeah, you know, you sure. couldn't even come up with an original look for this character. You know, and it, it just, you know, his you know, he cultivates superhuman powers, blah, 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 blah. So, I don't, and we therefore know that Spider-Man is going to come back. Something's going to go crazy in this world, and he has to be the guy, you know. So we kind of see where some of this is going. Uh, would, we, would we consider the regent like a deus ex machia? Is he the plot device that uh, takes out the Avengers? And, and no, that's I mean, that's 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 not what that is. It's not no, what what is that's that? something that I mean, that's that's something that comes in and is like something that comes in and, is, and like saves the day, you know, out of nowhere, you know, out of nothing more than convenience almost. That, that's Mephisto, really I'm, I'm sorry, Joe. Mephisto in one more day is an excellent example of that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah. idea. Well, when I that, because I agree with what uh, for your con of of the region is the weakest part of this whole thing that we care the least about. Um, but it seems like that character is just in there to progress the plot, or I, I don't I don't know what because well, the secret worst I am. I mean, you have to explain what the reasons he is. You know, it's got to it's got to. I know, but he he took the Avengers out so easily. That's not. Well, it's, it's, it's the same thing as Kane killing Dr. Octopus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, look how bad he is. He just took the Hulk's arm off, and he killed all the Avengers. This guy's yeah. really bad. If you couldn't guess, hey, this guy's right. really bad. Right. It's that kind of thing. It's it's a trope. It's, you know. Trope, that's a good word for it. I agree. Instead of deuce ex machia. Uh, what's some other cons, uh, JR? Anything uh, else? That, that was my primary like, one. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I... Uh, I don't know. I don't like Venom, in a way, being used as kind of the final antagonist in what's supposedly the final Spider-Man story. But, yeah, well, you know, better na- I, you know, I don't have any better ideas. So. It seems out of character for the Eddie Brock that we do know that he doesn't kill innocents and stuff like that. 
is what I thought. Now, Eddie Brock, who the Eddie Brock who who all of a sudden started caring about innocence, wasn't in character either. So exactly. that, that is true. This this is more the venom from ASM three hundred. The psychopath. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go around the horn for pros. What's uh, some pros? Anybody that. Well, comes the to other mind? thing is also the art in this is actually really yes. Good. I mean, this is I mean because um, I mean that that's the one thing about this is that. But, um, I mean, there's a couple places that are a little bit wonky, like the way um, uh, Adam Kubert kind of draws Annie sometimes, because it looks like she kind of ages from panel to panel. Yeah. That was like the only misstep. But otherwise, it was really good, and there's some great um, sequential art going on in this as well. I mean, if you look at that one, um, there's that one thing where, where, where when uh, Spidey first faces Venom, and there's that thing on the top where they're like showing them side by side, where you see the close-up of their eyes, and they're like almost look like they're right next to each other. Um, where he, when he first when he first arrives in the house and Venom is about to kind of warn, oh, be, you're going to stay tall spy. This is how it's going to be. Oh, I see the panel yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah good side, but kind of a side by side thing. And then also how during that whole scene where um, where Mary Jane gets Annie inside the fire truck and turns the siren on, and then Peter comes and then Spidey's come swinging in, and then there's the bottom panels where they have the so, the five, and it's basically getting smaller and smaller as Spidey's forcing Venom back inside the burning building. So there's some very good visual storytelling going that, on, on in this. That, pun- that punch that he gave Venom is powerful. Oh, I yeah. Like that you, can feel, you can actually kind of feel, almost feel him yeah. as it, in an impact thing. And that's actually, you know, some shows some skill and stuff. And also, I kind of felt that this was for, this is the best that Stan Slott has ever written Peter and Mary Jane as a couple, period. I which mean, is funny, is, which is ironic because he was no. probably not going for that. Oh no, no! But I mean, that's maybe not. But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, because and and because the thing about this is, it's kind of in that whole that beginning sequence where they're like kind of talking, like kind of almost playfully, kind of arguing a little bit about all oh, the yeah. web diapers and everything and all yes. that stuff. It kind of shows that the natural chem that if you kind of write these people in character and just let them do their own thing instead of trying to mm-hmm. put you know try to force them into a certain plot. They show how they have like a natural chemistry to it, and that's the other thing too. I mean, there was a lot and of this. Yeah, there was a lot. And of, this, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, this is the Mary Jane that I like. Oh, yeah. This is the one that supports him, is his partner, helps solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that that is the character that I love. Oh yeah, we haven't seen her since 2007. That's yeah. right. That's true. Oh, I mean, the closest you probably could get to was probably maybe towards the end of Spider Island, but that's about it. And that's the, and I know that there was a quite a few people. I mean, on, when I wrote the review for this, and I've seen this elsewhere, um, there was a lot of controversy about about uh, Peter uh, killing uh, killing killing Venom. Like some people calling it murder and stuff. Well, I have no problem. I with don't that. either. And that's the thing because I think that's because if you examine like in the context of this issue. Um, where he is kind of almost a new dad, where he is kind of, you know, with, say, with the exception of Spider-Girl, he, this is never something he hasn't been in before. And so you, I don't even think you need to be a new dad. I think if someone threatens the life of your child and they mean it, you're going to protect them. Oh, yeah, that's exactly and if right. You're, and if you're in a superhero world, you're going to kill him. Right. right, JR? I mean, you're the other I wouldn't parent, even hesitate. Exactly. Yeah. So... I didn't think that was out of character no, for Spider-Man at all. No, I don't, and I don't either. I mean, that's that's kind of that yeah. was kind of the point is that because he, you know, he has, well, yeah, as you guys, do you, Brad and Jr., you guys, yeah. since you guys are parents, when you first mm-hmm. became a dad or you know and everything, your whole priority and worldview kind of changed overnight. Well, that that's almost an animal instinct. That's right. To protect our, our protect our young. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And if to write Peter Parker out of character would to be to let him go. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. At this point, I mean, and plus the fact is, as, as Jr. was saying, here the Venom is totally threatening not only Peter or his yeah. life, but he's also threatening the life of Mary Jane and their daughter. He promises that he's going to come after again. You have all yeah. those firefighters who are all watching this thing happen. So what choice does Peter really have in this situation? I mean, there's no – I mean, and if this ever got – like try to get to a court of law and everything, no jury in their right mind would ever convict him of, it, of this. You know, I think this is just a good – this could arguably – this is a case of self-defense and stuff. And so – but at the same time um, – now, I would also understand why he also quit too, like because after he did this because – I mean, because it's, it's been, like in Batman Beyond. With Batman, they show you that last time when Batman was Batman, and you know when he was older, and he wound up pulling a gun on somebody during a fight because he exactly in his edge, and then he was like never again. Exactly, he, he walked away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I thought so. In terms of the character, so I, so in terms of the characterization on uh, when it came when when the story concentrated on Peter and Mary Jane, and I would even say even Venom. I know some people thought Venom was out of character in this, but I think it's closer to. Um, what uh, David McAleen and um, Todd McFarlane envisioned for him all along. I, I would agree on that. Mm-hmm. I would agree on that. Ashley, what's some pros? What did you like about it? What was your grade? You gave a high grade, if I remember. Yeah, because like you said, with the, there were, it was a good issue for MJ, and you all know I'm not the biggest fan of her. And they actually, right. there was actually a moment, you know, when she, you know, when she, she is working with him when they're at the burning building. She says, you know, hey, there's no one in there. You know what to do. And you had that support role. And I just kind of had to, like, you know, give a little respectful nod there. Just like, okay, okay. You've hey, proved I, yourself. Ashley, did you, remember when we had that big MJ talk uh, a couple oh, yeah. months ago? Okay. Remember how we told you that the MJ that you've been exposed to as a newer reader is not the MJ? Is not mm-hmm. the real MJ and how they've been trying to completely change this character and everything. Do, yeah. do you understand now what we mean? Yeah. Well, oh, to be honest, like, oh, I'm trying to think how much of new MJ I actually read. It was probably just Civil War, mm-hmm. but I can't say for sure like how much I was really exposed to. But I see what you yeah. mean. Anything else, Ashley, like um, about the issue? I like they just really Peter really cuts the BS here. Like, as soon as there's a threat to his family, it's just, like, there's no hesitation. It's just, like, zero to 60. His fish, his fist is up. His fish? Up. His fist. Yeah, it's, <laughs> what does he do with his yeah. fish? <laughs> he swims upstream. And he, up with Namor he doesn't now. hit like a fish is basically what you're saying. Now, if one of us had said that, I actually would have snorted. <laughs> uh, but, no, I agree with your, your point about he isn't kidding around. I mean, this is this is life and death. Yeah, his fist is, like, through his skull, just, like, no holding back. Yeah. And then I also like the little parallel, like, right at the end. It's like the Avengers died, and then that day, you know, Spider-Man kind of died, too. Just the idea of him, because he suddenly realized this is what comes first now, like, without a doubt, above anything else. So right. we have two deaths there, but in a very different sense. It's a nice little parallel. Right. Uh, George, what's some uh, pros that you liked? Uh, this was the Spider-Man that we should have had. This is the Spider-Man and Mary Jane that we should have had that was taken away from us because uh, middle-aged men like Waseda, Brevert, and uh, Wacker in Slot needed to live vicariously through through a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a real shame. Uh, this is the character that Spider-Man fans have longed for for several years now. 
And this is the one that people remember, even though Brevard said, oh, they'll get over it, uh, this will blow over in five years. And here we are, eight years, and people are still pissed about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, you, know what the, yeah you know what the irony about this, whole, one of the things about this, is I've been looking around at the different reviews for this issue on other sites like IGN and Newsarama and Comic Book Resources, sites that have uh-huh. pretty much championed the idea of having a single Spider-Man since Brand New Day. And then when they gave the review of this issue... They were saying stuff like, "Oh, how refreshing this was," or how it's like an, ex- uh, you know, how it's a natural progression of the character, and and that you know yeah. all this other stuff. They, no, that's not true. It's it's a, it was forced. It's all forced. <laughs> oh no yeah. Rushed. Yeah, and I'm thinking, and of course I'm thinking like, well, welcome to the crawl space Delta House, guys. We've been kind of right. saying this for the past <laughs> eight years, so <laughs> we've been calling several names, and now the shit that we were saying, well, it ought to be like this. Suddenly it is, and people are like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But no, this yeah. is the Spider-Man we should have had. That was uh, that was robbed. That we did have. That we yeah, did. Well, have. we did have. This is the Spider-Man that yeah. was robbed from us. And here's yeah. the thing between this, um, and this is why I gave it a B. I, I agree with Jr. The villain is lame. It's a it's a trope. Yeah. The villain is ooh, look how bad I am because I'm going to kill the Avengers, and now mm-hmm. I'll uh, now in this little pocket of the battle world. <laughs> I still I, I still have to laugh. That's such a ridiculous concept. Um, but in this little corner of the of the Secret Wars Earth or whatever, uh, I, it's only Spider-Man and me now or whatever, you know. And it's it, it's ridiculous. His his powers reminded me of like Siler from Heroes. Yeah, from Heroes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know I, I I didn't like the villain, but I mean this is it felt like a Spider-Man comic should feel. And we've yeah. never gotten that from Dan Slott. Not since the Spider-Man Human Torch mini that he did, but that that, that made everybody say, oh, hey, give this guy Spider-Man. I, I almost said Superior, but that's not Peter Parker. That was not it? Peter Parker. I'm not talking yeah. about the, the best love uh, or the Slott writing well. I'm talking about the Peter. <coughs> I'm talking about Spider-Man, yes. a Spider-Man comic feeling like it should feel. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, Between I this and what Jerry Conway is doing and the point one stuff, these are stories that feel like Spider-Man stories, not like you know middle-aged men trying to take Spider-Man and shoehorn him into their own little fantasies. Right. Let's go around cons. JR, I mean, George is kind of on cons at the moment. Uh, any other cons that you didn't like about the issue besides the villain? And what else did we say? Well, um, like you, Brad, uh, that business with the Hulk. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, uh, if you collected all the fecal matter... Wow. In the history of planet Earth. <laughs> wow. And piled it up together, it would still pale in comparison to the mountain of bullshit that this that scene was. With that even yeah, I know they try to explain the whole thing about oh the tel- nightcrawler's teleportation severed the arm off, but come on. This is the incredible freaking Hulk. This is a guy yeah. who can't be hurt by Wolverine's claws. And you're telling can, me that his can, arm, but yeah. But and you're yeah. telling me that his arm can get lopped off by Nightcrawler's teleportation, and oh, it can be blocked by Colossus. That was that was stu- that was. Just it was ju- it was just uh, an ex- slot wanted you to see he's so badass. Yeah, it was Doctor Octopus killing, or was King killing Doctor Octopus? It was yeah. a shocking moment because that act had to prove how bad Mister Regent is. Yeah, but of and course, but the, because Mr. we can't Regent, do it naturally. Mr. Age of Regent, or whatever his name is. Yeah, Augustus Roman from Empire Unlimited. Yeah, why don't we call this guy uh, Caesar and then have him be like his private security force? Here's the alternative, though. I I understand that the the miniseries is four issues. Mm -hmm. Why would it be five? Who knows? 
who knows? Yeah. It'll be out next year. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so we uh, he, slot has a limited amount of pages right. to develop this guy as the big bad of the four issue mini. Mm-hmm. Would you rather slot waste pages with with giving him a backstory or just make him lame? Well, I would have rather him yeah. use a Spider Man villain rather than a completely new guy. I mean, because I know yeah. I because the part of the problem with this thing is because you've he's made this guy so powerful. That means that in order for Spidey to defeat him, he's got to try to somehow nerf this dude um, later on in some kind of like ham-fisted way. And what villain? What Spider villain would be better than the Regent? Ah, uh, Norman Osborn. No, yeah. no, Norman. Os- there's no way Norman Osborn's taking up the Avengers. Well, no, that's well, crazy well, talk. Unless, unless you, unless you were <laughs> high on crack cocaine. Unless you had this sort of a tie-in between, you know, he gathered somehow gathered all the other villains together. And then try to uh, kill, and then that way they killed we, all the. We've kind of seen the Norman powerful Jr. talk. I mean, uh, we've seen that with Seed. Yeah, or you could and have. We, the, and, and if you go to Doc Ock, we've seen that with Superior. Well, I mean, at the same time, and, though, since this is being billed as the last Spider-Man story, wouldn't it kind of make more sense to have kind of a final showdown between Spider-Man and the Green Goblin towards the end? We already had that. Well, we had, we had that with Goblin Nation or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that, that doesn't. Be, we, we, we just got done doing that like a year ago. I mean, I know, but you know, Jr. Would you like Norman to be the bad instead of Regent? Well, not not really, because it's ob- this yeah. obviously is not really going to be a Spider-Man story. Ultimately, um, yeah. I I I don't know. That doesn't mean that Norman won't show up at some point in time. But I I I, I yeah, I would like to see. I would I would like to see. I guess a final Spider-Man story someday with him and Norman going at it for the final time, but this clearly is not that story, so I don't want to see Norman doing this, really. I'm trying to think, besides uh, Norman, Doc Ock, Venom, who's the next bad that could have enough power to take over the world? The King Ben. I don't, well, no. Not, well, not he's not going to take out the Avengers. I mean, come on. No, no I'm not saying by himself. I However, he is bald. <laughs> the regent. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the type of story Slot's wanting to tell here, Norman mm-hmm. doesn't fit. You know, okay. I mean, so yeah. I don't, I don't mind that Norman's not in it because the story that they're telling, he doesn't fit. So, right, you know, yeah. I, he you could know have what? just brought, he could have just brought Solus back. What, what might have? Oh worked yeah, better. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what might have worked better is you change the story, and you have it where Chameleon is in charge, and Chameleon has framed Spider-Man, and the Avengers are going against him. Hmm. And so not only does he have to find a way to stop Chameleon. But then, it, but then he's got the Avengers on him, you know, for whatever the Chameleon's done, and you know, and the, maybe the Avengers wind up working for Chameleon without realizing that they're working for Chameleon, hmm. and then, uh, and because of that, Spider-Man just says screw it and goes underground, hmm. and stops being Spider-Man. And Linda Hamilton comes under the the grate every now and then and goes out with them, right? Linda Hamilton from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, come on! About that? Oh, that TV show. Nobody got the reference. I got it. Yeah. I, I don't understand the the situation. I mean, how is that? He, he the beast lived under the sewer and under. Never mind. Who lives under the sewer here? It was a TV <laughs> show called Beauty and the Beast, in which is oh, that because okay. I said go underground? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I literally mean he goes underground and lives in the sewer. I meant he goes underground <laughs> as as he becomes he, a morlock. He's low. <laughs> And then he's what? Then he's then he's palling around with vermin the whole time. Or, he would last like, five seconds <laughs> on the street. Yeah, let's bring vermin in really to piss Jr. Off. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's Jr.'s kryptonite. My God. Yeah, then, All right. Any other any other thoughts on this one? Oh, before I was going to say then they don't. If they do that, then they don't have you know their 
dystopian future they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, suddenly the region is taken over and he's this dictator and... I don't know. Real, real I quick, like, be, yeah. because... Oh, I'm sorry. He's, he's <laughs> I'm not sorry, actually. I'm, I'm very sorry. Go I'm ahead. like, isn't this 2099? Like, you know, dystopian future? Aren't we kind of treading in that territory? Like, what's the point? We've seen dystopian future Spider-Man before. We've got flying cars at the end of the Yeah, year. so it's all good. Maybe the region isn't so bad. If he gave us flying cars and buses that, you know... Yeah. Here's, an, here's a, one more topic I want to hit up before we move on to the next issue. Slot really hasn't had a chance to write Mary Jane and Peter like that. No, he's had a chance. He's been ordered by his bosses to not make them a couple. So he uh, has decided... To make her nearly unlikable, which I think she, he succeeded. No, he uh, has not. <laughs> well, he, she, she slept with the movie star. They tried to make she, her. They she, tried to. she called him. She called him dumb in the first issue of the reboot. I does mean, that we're, make, we're, okay. So what Dan Slott did does that make you not like the character? Does that make you not like Mary Jane? Mary my, Jane really doesn't have oh, no, Mary Jane is cool in this. Mary Jane is one of my all-time favorite characters. However, do you think we would be have a higher opinion of Dan Slott's writing if uh, he didn't have the mandate from his bosses to have a have them separate and not interact? Mm-hmm. Do you think we'd have a higher opinion of his writing? Well, I mean, it, it isn't just going. It isn't just so much the characterization of Mary Jane Ain that's a part of, or that he. Yeah, as we've talked about earlier, he has this tendency to kind of plot first, characterize second. In other words, the pl- in other words, everything is so plot focused and so plot driven that he kind of makes all every character, including Mary Jane, have to conform to whatever whatever how he you know. In order to get from point A to point B, he has to kind of force them to go along certain tracks, and that's not just yes. limited to Mary Jane. That's limited to other characters. So yes. I think it would have been a problem. Regardless, actually, because that seems okay. to be one of his. I think that to me, that's one of his big uh, drawbacks as a writer. I mean, Spider Verse would have still been garbage. Yeah, he 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 doesn't make the characters act naturally. He makes the characters act like he wants them to act. Exactly. Yes, to to get from A to B for the plot. Exactly. Yeah. Here, here's, I, this I, is the I first time Dan Slott has written Mary Jane and Peter organically as they that's should right. be. It, yes. And since, I, I, literally since what 2007? When did that so, miniseries come out? 2008. Oh, since uh, Spider-Man: Human Torch thing, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Or oh god, that was farther back. Oh, that maybe was, between, was, oh, was it? Maybe it was like in two thousand five or something. Two thousand seven was one more day. Yeah. No, that was the that was like uh, that was like yeah two thousand. Who knows? Now, ju- before we move on to the next one, let's go around the horn for the grades again because people have been listening to this for half an hour and they're like, they're so negative, they're so negative. I gave it a B minus. Ashley, you gave it a what? B plus. George, you gave it a. I gave it a B minus. And Jr. B minus. That means we like the book, folks. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. And don't okay. forget, I gave it a B. So. And you and Mike gave it a B. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And they can also yeah, which they could read on the re- they know on the front page of the review. We've said yep. several positive things here. People won't hear that. Mm-hmm. We we did say several positive things, and this is a superior because B equals superior, at least in my but grade. B, cards, a, a is superior. A A is excellent. B is superior is like way past excellent. <laughs> on the that is kind of the definition of superior. On the mm-hmm. adjective scale, yeah, superior is like there's there's nothing higher. Well, what does I always thought 
A was excellent. B was superior. No, B's B's above B, average. B's above B is average. above average. C is average. D is below average. F is fail. Yeah. Uh, all right. You, were you all just right. a B student and your parents told you you were superior? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I'm a superior Brad. Okay. Uh, let's move on to... <laughs> It's not complete unless I make Ashley snort. Uh, 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 yeah, no, ladies and gents, so every right. time right. Ashley snorts, take a shot. Take a shot. What? Every You're... time Ashley snorts, take a shot. You are... I'm so sorry. We're playing a little catch-up since we were off a couple months, so we're going to do uh, Amazing Spider-Man 17. Uh, Ashley, you've got this one written by Slot Mr. Gage. He had help with Mr. Gage, and Ramos did this one. And we've got a black cat backup in it, too. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Traveling back in time three months now. The enthusiasm is killing me. All right. Man. So to, to couple this perfect start and very enthusiastic launch, we open at a dinner, a nice homely dinner with Peter, Anna, Jay, and Aunt May, and they're all sitting around talking, doing wonderful action-y things. And and to anyone paying attention, do you, you see it? You see it, the 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 ugly ass little salt shaker on the table, like that. Is that a salt shaker? No, this is the the oh. piece of art that they uh, that they got oh, from I the know, auction. That's a salt shaker. First off, That's... I want to ask, why is it on their table? I just I need to know this priceless piece of art that they got in an auction. Why is it on their table? In case somebody needs to kill a man. The, that, apparently, that like a, it does look like a weapon. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Is it a salt shaker or something? Like, what the hell? <laughs> Anyways, you get this very subtle foreshadowing here where it's just enormous in the panel, and Peter's looking at it like, where have I seen it before? Oh, my God. It's so riveting. <laughs> <laughs> so, eventually, they go talking, and Peter and Anna eventually... Well, Anna drops the news that they have broken up. And... Yeah. Which... And we we see some um I don't really know what else to say about this. <laughs> Give me a moment. This is, okay. This is just dull. <laughs> okay. It is very dull. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So they broke up. They break the news. No one is really affected. Aunt May's including, like, oh, that's sad. Including the readers. But, yeah. Aunt May's like, oh, that's sad. But apparently, we're we're what this is meant to showcase is that. Anna has this remarkable ability to um, to come up with workarounds to explain their uh, the superhero side of their life and the one that they have to keep secret. Yeah. And so she comes up with she comes up with a reason to say that uh, what was it? Right, that um, I'm getting all sorts of mixed up here. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all right. I'm not the. Yeah, yeah, I thought I was having a stroke earlier when I. It's basically her the, idea is to be as honest as you can mm. without mentioning anything Spider-Man related. And now Ashley's getting it too, yeah. so I don't feel so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna start over. They're having dinner and announces they've broken up. She and Peter are talking about how they can work out how he's still gonna be around the the Parker Industries building. And without getting caught, like, oh, you know, it's Spider-Man and Peter in the same place. And they eventually get to the get to Park, uh, Parker Industries to give the demonstration for their um, their supervillain prison to showcase some of the tech they've been working on. So Johnny shows herself as a remarkable, intelligent, beautiful woman, as usual, by berating the hell out of uh, 
Clash. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Clash? The, uh, the Clash. Yeah, yeah. Kevin yeah Clash. The, the... Oh, don't wait a minute. Is, it, is that his name Kevin Clash or is that Elmo? No, it's, it's Clayton Cole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God damn. Kevin Clash is Elmo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Me so sorry. Go on. <laughs> Actually, that was that was Jar Jar Binks. My God. <laughs> We're all over the place. The wheels I know. So okay. Goddamn bus right now. We, we, we see Clayton Clash. We haven't seen him in a long time. Mm-hmm. But he's a uh, he's the reformed villain that now Clayton works Clayton. with um with Peter to work on the uh, the supervillain prison and help reform the supervillains and contain them. And so Johnny has just called him a lunatic psychopath. Brilliant. Yeah. So Anna and Peter arrive. And Anna keeps dropping these truth bombs, drops that, oh, Peter is working with Spider-Man again because that won't cause any problems. Oh, and they're broken up, too, since Johnny just flies off the handle at Peter. And they eventually get to the demonstration, and they're starting that. But in the middle of that, a uh, a corporate espionage specialist called the Ghost is inside of, um, I guess, he's inside the security hub. And uh, hacking all of their the, the the droids and the the SWAT bots they're called, and he turns them against the audience and all of the, um, the scientists, and so they're essentially trapped inside Parker Industries. They start wreaking havoc. Peter tries to um, to to intervene and keep everyone safe without revealing the spider powers, and and as showcased before, starts coming up with you know workarounds for oh you know how he can get away with his stuff. So instead of, you know, his, uh, his spider sense is helping him to react very quickly and, you know, kind of turn the, turn the security box against themselves. She says that she's broadcast broadcasting a jamming frequency that messes with their, um, their ability to coordinate. So she's kind of providing some support there. They eventually managed to get the scientist to safety because the, uh, what is this? What is what is that thing called again? The the robot, the the auto the build. The living brain. The living, living brain. brain. Yeah, he's yep. got a. <clears throat> no, it's the living brain 2.0, and he's uh, shielding the scientists and fighting back against the security droids. And so Johnny and Anna start freaking out because their uh, their secret project is in danger, and you know, they don't want it. Uh, they don't they don't have any backup systems for it since they're trying to keep it secret from Peter, and so suddenly that is in jeopardy now that Parker Industries is under attack. And so Sajani goes off under the guise of, of protecting their project, but she actually goes up, runs into the ghost, and of course, I don't know how anyone could not have seen this coming, as she did with Felicia, she decides she wants to cooperate with the ghost and completely throw everyone else under the bus and work with this this potentially psychopathic, you know, unpredictable anomaly that is that is attacking her company. I know she wants to join forces with him because screw Peter. Yep. And then um I wanted to point out here this this really excellent piece of dialogue. She she walks up to him and is like, you know, what do you say? We join forces, we help each other out and you know, offers him her hand, is gonna shake it. He says, I'm afraid I can't have that. You see, I don't sabotage corporations for the money. I do it because I hate them. How's that for uh, a three-dimensional, you know, villain? (laughs) Here's some psychology 101. People don't want to admit to themselves 
that they are evil and hateful. They want to pretend that they are right. They want to justify it to themselves. Who the heck is going to come out and say, I do it because I hate them and I want them dead? So, it's just bullshit. Cartoon characters, that's what. Oh my god. And then we have an eek and she screams and he's, Spider-Man has suddenly suited up and has run to her aid and Ghost has his hand through her chest or something and it looks like the end of Sajani. But as Spider-Man says, no, it's not, unfortunately. That's supposed to be a cry of, I guess, no, no, she's in danger. But for me, it's no, she survived. Spoilers. And real quick, the black cat back up. All right. And so we go back to um, the memorable um, pink tube dress <laughs> character that is apparently her, her rival here who has been taking up and uh, kind of moving in on Felicia's collection here. <laughs> and so Felicia has just come back and has robbed her. And I, I love what she what she put in place of where the uh, the painting was. She just writes mine in these big, <laughs> bold letters. And it's super bitchy. And I love it. <laughs> and she confronts um, Pink Tube Dress Girl and picks up her guards and takes her hostage where she reveals that she's she's completed her collection, she's got it all back, but one thing is missing, and it's her, her favorite salt shaker, which doubles as a, um, I guess, an assault weapon in case someone attacks you or tries to assassinate you at dinner. Don't touch my taters. I gotta salt them. And we eat. I just and, I just said that on the message boards that Brad was like, I've never seen anybody pun like Brad. He's like the Rain Man of puns. God damn! I'm making it rain with my tater references. And we conclude with Felicia creeping on Jay and May as they snuggle together, un- blissfully unaware of the. Uh, the importance of their salt shaker. Get off my comic cat. Sorry. All right. What would your grade be for that one? Oh God, I have to grade it. Um, yeah. just, That's part of the job. Oh, God. <laughs> D. Just D. Okay. Uh, Jr. Yeah, I gave it a C minus. George. Yeah, I gave it a C minus also. Mike. C minus. <clears throat> uh, D out of me. Uh, let's get any pros, Ashley, out of it. Uh, I did like seeing um, Anna. Is it, I, I always get her name mixed up. It's Anna and Maria. I'm, and we have Anna Annie Maria. now. I'm just getting Anna Maria. Good lord. Yeah. Okay. Like our, like her. Ave Maria, but Anna Maria. All right. I'm probably going to start saying Annie Maria now that we have Annie and renew your vows. We will correct you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what y'all are here for. But yeah. So. Um, yeah, she's, we so, see her in as a port role, and she's kind of, you know, she, we see her as a schemer, very being very clever, and coming up with, you know, these kind of obvious answers for why Peter can run around and do his thing. Any other pros out of the issue? I mean, if you gave it a D, oh. or didn't you give it a D? Yeah. yeah there's um, not much left. <laughs> the, 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 the mine scrawled on the portrait. Yeah, like that, that. Was, that, that wasn't bad. Any other pros, gang? What else <laughs> did you guys like that we haven't mentioned? Um... Probably just the Anna Maria part. That's I mean, and also the idea that I like the idea of using kind of like using plot, using the uh, actually the idea of telling the truth as a means of trying to cover up for mm-hmm. Peter and Spider-Man being one and the same. I thought that was kind of a nice little touch there. 
JR, any pros out of you that we haven't mentioned? Not really. And, and George? I like Anna Maria, and we've talked about how much you know we all like Anna Maria before. But this is another comic where uh, – well, no, I guess this is a con, so no. Never mind. Okay. The art was uh, good. I like the art. There we go. Yes, the art was good. I, I would have given I don't know. So Johnny was just extremely unattractive in this. Well, I think that was on purpose. Oh, it was – Yeah. I guess. Uh, cons. Mine, uh, Anna Maria swinging right by a Mary Jane billboard. That's not oh, a swipe yes. at us. Oh, that's <laughs> swipe. Uh, I'm trying to think of some cons. Spider-Man wasn't in the issue much. He was on the left page. Uh, Spider-Man wasn't in the issue. <laughs> <laughs> it's Peter Parker in a lab coat. Uh, uh, Clayton Cole. What, what was the purpose of that five-issue miniseries if we're just going to... Are we ever going to see this guy again? Oh, yeah, next issue. I know, but once, <laughs> once the, this volume wraps up, do you think we're ever going to see that character? Oh, we'll, get, we'll get that when we get to my recap. Okay. <laughs> he's a, he's a, characters <laughs> we haven't seen in a while, Harley. Uh, we're not, not going to see her for a while. Yeah. Well, technically she's dead now because Secret Wars blew, ever, blew everything up. Oh. So. <laughs> I'm glad we were so uh, so engaged in what happened to her during Goblin Nation. I'm glad I was invested in that. Any any cons? What else we got? No, there are lots of cons. Well, again, again I, I, this is a Spider-Man comic, and, and again, you know, we go to the dance lot thing of Spider-Man having to be rescued by someone else. No, 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 no. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here. So. Oh yeah, you're oh. right. Never mind. Yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. Is that next issue? Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Ahead. Oh, it gets better. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, just I guess like, this dumbing down of Peter, like oh he's just so uh, so unaware and so I guess airheaded that he doesn't that Anna has to be the one to to, to put the pieces together for him. Be like like she spoon feeds it to him and he's just like whoa, whoa, whoa. just as she says he's so used to his life being a soap opera he's constantly in panic mode and I don't know that just does him a serious disservice to see him just dumbed down like that. Exactly, and we we relate to the everyman, and the everyman's not a dumbass. Mm -hmm. You know, the everyman's the average Joe, average intelligence. Uh, I mean, Spider Man is not a dumbass. He's like <laughs> the, mean, the sitcom. He's like the husband in the sitcom now, where he's exactly. he's constantly he's, he's bumbling, he's foolish, he's you know awkward, and I, but. No. And I don't like the setting of him in the in this uh, lab setting. It's not the default Spider-Man. I know that, that you want to venture out a little bit and, and get him out of the Daily Bugle, etc. This doesn't feel natural. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't, mm. especially the way it's written. JR, I, I haven't heard from cons out of you. What, what didn't you like? Uh, I don't know how much I can add, but I, just the yeah. story's so predictable. We, we know where this yeah. is headed. You know, we know the, the whole point of this story is to bring down Parker Industries. You know, so we knew exactly. that, we knew that was going to happen, and there's no, so there's no surprises, and you know, and uh, and the fact that kind of like George alluded to earlier, you know, Spider-Man's not the hero of his own book, and and we don't have any emotional impact of Parker Industries being destroyed. I think. No, I, I'm like died. Uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. It's about justice and seeing bad things happen to bad people. <laughs> we we don't have any emotional investment. When, when when did we see Peter ever in this place besides when Doc Ock was there? 
Well, you know, Do Peter, we care? Peter Zing, he, he wanted to make a super prison, you know, because because he learned to love super prisons yeah. back in Civil War. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Continuity. Yeah. All right, gang. Uh, we gave grades on it. Are we ready to move on? Any final words on that issue? <laughs> you just put the bad taste out of your mouth, it sounds like. <laughs> right on. Uh, now, now for the folks that say we're always negative, that one, yes, we were negative because it was a bad story. The previous one was good. This one, not so much. Now, we're moving on to uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 18. Uh, Mike, you've got this one. Uh, Dan Slott wrote it again. Yep. He had help. With, with uh, uh, Crystal's, Crystal's Gage, Gage, yes. yes. And if and you thought the negativity was going to stop... <laughs> Think again, because I, I agree. Um, I agree. So we leave where we open up where the last issue left off, and right away, things. Uh, we, if you read the story, things are going to be. You know, you're in for a real hard slog because the first thing that Spidey. What's the first thing that Spidey man? Spidey says, Shajani was right. She never yeah. wanted me working on this supervillain prison because she knew, she told me all this time that something like this was going to happen, Sorry. even though she never did, but we'll <laughs> let that go. Um, so anyway, Peter decides to try to leap at the ghost, and what do you know, it passes right through him. But you see, this was part of his master plan because as he does this, he shoots his webs through the ghost to grab Shajani and pulls her through the ghost, which, even though technically the ghost passing through him causes people to have heart attacks, this doesn't phase him at all. But Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, that's, I, how, I, that's how he knocks people out. Is he causes cardiac arrest with his phasing okay. powers. See, I actually like that part, but now I guess I don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because you I just took away one of my pros. Yeah, but, but apparently, but don't worry, even though this happened to the guard, He's perfectly fine and still alive, so, you know, so, well, the ghost decides to go, well, you know, you think that, you know, if you, you know, you know, he says, he says, he basically, he, he pulls out his uh, satchel, he basically steals a Green Goblin trick by taking out a satchel of, like, little mini, miniature bombs, and he blows the room up. Um, but then we cut back to uh, Peter Parker's private lab, and uh, where Anna Maria is getting everybody out and telling them to call the cops and everything as soon as they escape. Uh, but Clayton, Clash, Cole, and the Living Brain stay behind. Um, the Living Brain, apparently we are told that he has some of the Doc Ock's uh, nanomachines inside him, his body, so he's able to repair itself. Oh, and he also has to have, happens to have some of the files on the nanomachines that, that he can upgrade. And Anna Maria goes, oh yeah, go ahead and do that. And the living brain also says there are three more people still left inside the building. Um, and so Anna Marie says, well, okay, we got to go back in there and help them out. And so both her and Cole start raiding through uh, Peter's secret stash of Spidey stuff. And we'll, and doesn't it look like an Iron Man armor that he's got? Oh, the what? Oh, which who? With, with all the suits. P Peter yeah, it's basically he's it basically he yeah. when he probably was living at the Stark Tower. He thought, you know, one day I should probably do something like this, and have my own little art, you know, closet of Spidey suits. So yeah, and so we go back to uh, Peter fighting the ghost, and he's trying to get answers from him about okay, who's behind us? Who's behind us? Even though, as we will find out later, everybody except Spidey all know that Alchemex is behind this. But, 
but because yeah, but here, but here of course Spidey has to be kind of you know he's lost a few IQ points in order to make the plot work. So and <laughs> and so then the go so then the ghost says well. You just, I, he just happened to apparently has taken a page out of Batman's prep time playbook because he has plastic explosives planted all over the building, which he then uh, sets off, which causes the ceiling to collapse. And uh, Spidey is kind of, you know, he gets pinned under and he's like, oh, I can't move plot contrivance too heavy or something. So, <laughs> And so the ghost is about to uh, come swoop in, take off his mask. But what do you know it? Here comes Clayton Cole wearing the Spider-Man Big Time Tron suit, and he's upgraded it to uh, to incorporate the Hulk Sonic Boom clap. You know, with it, when he does the when he does the little clap, and it causes the ghost of Wolf fly backward. And then Anna Maria comes in riding on uh, the Living that, Brain. That's so- George. That's something you don't want to pick up at the club. The Hulk Sonic Boom clap. <laughs> oh, oh, <God. laughs> Oh my God, Doc! I've got a bad case. Oh, you know, because, boom clap. because when I think spider powers, I think Sonic Boom I, I, clap. I, 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, Anna Maria comes in riding on the Living Brain, and she's got on her arm one of uh, the Superior Spider-Man's, um, uh, you know, web shooter thing, which shoots energy webbing, which we have never seen, by the way, Spock ever ever use, if I'm not mistaken, but. But you know what we have seen a lot of? What? Spider-Man getting rescued in his own book. That's right. <laughs> and so, anyway... How many, people are, how many people are rescuing him in this issue? Um, let's see. There's technically three, because you got the living brain is also part of this rescue party. But, so after Anna Maria, Clayton, and uh, living brain stop the ghost, Peter goes, Well, I might as well get this thing off of me now that I'm saved. And, whoop, plops it off, uses super strength, and says, And he basically just kind of almost berates them for, you know, you could have caused people to get hurt by doing this because there's structural integrity issues. And then Amory says, well, guess what? We saved you, and we didn't even need spider powers to do it. So, neener, neener, neener. So, <laughs> so, so real quick, I, I can't even wait until we get to the cons. Okay. The, the issue, uh, this panel where he's evoking the Ditko lifting up the tall yeah, mm-hmm. is the exact opposite of what that scene meant in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolute opposite meaning yeah. of that. Yeah. That because the the char- the the panels that Ditko drew leading up to I've got inner strength. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I've got to I've got to lift this up for for Aunt May. I've got to do it for myself. I've got to be a hero. Mm-hmm. This he just said, Well, I'll let these other bastards take him out. I'll lift this yeah, up. Yeah, I'll I lift can. this I'll lift this up when it when after absolutely yeah, exactly. out of character pathetic. Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to like that it was only heavy as long as, as when the plot said so. So because exactly yes. awful. Anyway, that, that scene. Awful. Yeah, and anyway, after he um, after uh, Anna Maria gives him a backpack full of his change change of clothes, he goes off to he goes off to um, rescue uh, Shajani and the security guard. And as soon as everybody gets outside, uh, Shajani decides to pull a um, decides to do her imitation of Sir Hiss. From the Disney Robin Hood cartoon, wow. by basically <laughs> by basically says, "I told you this would happen. I told you hundreds and hundreds of times that this was that some, that if you built this super prison prison, people were going to come after us. But no, 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 no. You never listened to me. And now look what's happened to our corporate headquarters. Oh, and you lied. You lied to us. You you lied about working with Spider Man. You are just an awful, awful boss. And I hate you. And I hate you. I hate you. And so, Anna Maria goes. Well, now that we're being honest." Um, we're also, you know, 
we're going to go ahead and move forward with the nanotech research. And Peter naturally kind of gets upset over the fact that these guys were that that Boshajani and Anna Maria, people he trusted, were working behind his back. But then Anna Maria goes, well, now you know how it feels. Now you know how it feels when people lie to your face, people who trust you. So, so, so it cuts both ways, Peter. So there. And then Anna, and Peter goes, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. You're, you know, can we make it right in this instance? And then, and then of course, but he, he just, and then as Parker Industries collapse, he's like, you know, everyone's thinking, oh gosh, we're, you know, we're, it's over. There's no Parker Industries. All our work is lost. And Peter goes, no, no, no. Parker Industries is more than a building. It's, you know, Parker Industries is, is an idea. It's us. Uh, corporations are people, you know? And so, and everyone's like, you're the worst boss ever. You know, you suck, Peter. And, and so Peter, he's all upset. He's going to go back to Aunt May and cry because lost all their all the business. The man, the man yes, yes, he's going back to Aunt May's apartment, going boo hoo hoo. And then, if, but as soon as he shows up, he finds the place has been ransacked. And then he sees that that salt shaker, that weird salt shaker that they've got, was missing. And then he realizes, oh my gosh. Oh, I, uh, I know what's going on because he remembers uh, back when he and Black Cat were having their friends friends with benefits mask only you know thing going on. That all the times he spent in their apartment doing you know instead of paying attention to her like he was supposed to, he noticed that little salt shaker on his on his mantle, and so he figures, wait, that must mean she's trying to reclaim everything that she right, that she stole and for herself. And since I used to be a part of her life, that means I can probably get through to her too. So he goes off to try to go to her old penthouse where she's holed up, has all of her valuables there, and she has Aunt May, Jay Jameson, and that other woman we don't really care about um, sitting there. And sure enough, uh, Black Cat's saying, well, since you people legally bought the things I rightfully stole, only I get to decide what I can do with it. And what does she decide to do with it? She decides to uh, take some gasoline, pour all the gasoline all over it, and light the match. Oh, and um, yeah, and if Aunt May and Jay and the other woman we don't really care about happen to be in the fire, well, that's just their tough luck. Um, and so Spidey shows up. He's saying, you know, Black Cat, this is not you. You know, this must be your bad luck powers are, are doing this to you. are making you evil. And she goes, no. She says, I, you know, Felicia Hardy is no more. From now on, um, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to be, I control my own fate now because I am woman and hear me roar. And, you know, I am now a superior black cat. And so she disappears. And so. Did she use the word superior? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was going to say, I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. It's about about ready to, you might as well just have her say that, basically. So. I know. But, uh, so then anyway, Spidey rescues all every, you know, Aunt May, Jay, and the other woman we don't really care about. And so. Aunt May tells tells Spidey, says, you know what, I don't mind that you're working with Peter because I know you're a good person despite all that, you know, all the stuff that I've seen people say about you and I've seen you do and everything. So, um, and so then the comic, and so Peter's, and Spidey's like about to say, well, yeah, well, but speaking of Parker Industries, I got some bad news. And so then the comic ends with, uh, with Black Cat. She's about to give a speech and she goes, are you impressed with me yet, boys? Are you? Are you? Because guess, guess what? 
you know, I'm now in charge. I'm the guy. I'm I'm the woman, and I'm going to you know, and you know, you're going to follow my lead. And so it says, and of course, the comic ends with the beginning. Tune in next time for Secret Wars. <laughs> yeah. So yes, which we what, what's uh, let's go around the horde for grades. Uh, Mike, what do you give this? Well, one? here, see, Brad, I originally yeah. gave this a D. But okay. there are certain things which have come to light about that I've after I've afterwards about this that I now am aware of. But mm-hmm. which, um, well, we'll get to that. I'll let, let everyone else do their grades first. But so is that your grade of D? No, it's still? not. Okay, what, well, is, what is it? You wait. I want to wait for everybody else to give their grades first. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's, you you tease yeah. you. You son of okay. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm giving this a D minus. It's not the worst comic ever, but it's uh, characters are so written out of character. It's it's just near an F. Uh, Jr. D. Ashley. F. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and George. F. Very good. And Mike. Okay. As I said, I was going to give this a D, but yeah. certain things have come to light since before after I wrote the review for this. First yeah. of all. We find out a little bit about there is a little which we will get into the review when we talk about Amazing Spider-Man 18.1. There's a scene involving Spidey and the Black Cat, which we find out that comic is supposed to take place before this one. Okay. No. 18.1 comes after 18.2. Yes, but in the story, idiots. <laughs> 18.1 is supposed to be is chronologically is taking place before the, the events of this one. Oh God. Yes. So and there's a, and so that was one which we will there's a scene in, in there's that thing also since this is apparently a secret and since we we find out that this is supposed to be taking this this comic is supposed to be taking place 8 months before the events of Time Runs Out and Secret Wars okay and we and I guess there was an interview um with Tom Brevoort and Jonathan Hickman said that basically there was a directive that said yeah whatever people are working on um, they are supposed to end it because Secret Wars has come because it was Secret Wars. So wrap it up, whatever it is you're working on, as best you can. Which means this was supposed to be the wrap up, quote unquote, of whatever Dan Slott was working on until we get to yet another relaunch of the Amazing Spider-Man. Which we also find out the study for that is supposed to take place eight months later after Secret Wars. Which means there is now what's really going to be in the current context of this this comic series a sixteen month gap between this comic and the new Amazing Spider whatever the new Amazing Spider Man is going to be. Why is there a sixteen month in addition to the eight month? What's what is no 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 okay? There is com- face. It's the eight month and the eight month together. That's right. Yeah. So there, there, there's this, this comic is taking place eight months before Secret Wars. Okay, and then after Secret Wars, everything jumps forward ahead another eight months. So, I'm which exhausted. means we are probably not going to get a um, resolution to anything we have just read in this story. That's maybe not a bad thing. That's I probably not. So, therefore, okay. my final grade for this, I'm going to basically retroactively give this an F. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to just pull a Felicia now and pull out my gasoline and, and light it. Jesus. 
Let me hear, Ashley, why why you gave it an F. Let's do cons first, and we'll try to do pros if we can. Ashley, this has Black Cat in it, your favorite character, so tell me why you hated it. Well, first off, the Johnny is just such a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she comes up, and she has the gall to say, this, right here, this is why Parker Industries is falling apart, yeah. pow. Yeah, it's like, you're the one who is taking every opportunity to go up to these these psychopathic villains and and just bury and yourself your down and be like, hey, you know, hey, take my company and just like shove it in the dirt, burn it. And, and that, exactly. Peter's making me do it. He's he's the one driving me to this to this to this point. A flaming ball. A flaming ball. Act like that. A flaming ball. Goddamn child. Like, oh, she has a problem with her boss who doesn't talk about it like an adult. Quit going behind his back and doing your little schemes and pretending you're better than everyone. Just like, just stop. Stop existing. So Johnny uh, took you out of a flaming, the, a flaming wall could hit Sajani and kill her in this issue, and it would have raised a letter grade. And, the, and that's, and that's <laughs> more than the that. I always said that how she never said anything of the sort that supervillains would attack him, and that's why she was opposed to the prison. Yeah, she was opposed to the prison because, oh, she thought it was a terrible business model. She thought that, oh, it was a bleeding heart nonsense, um, that, oh, it was, too, that it was not cost-effective enough. She never said once that, oh, supervillains might attack us and, you know, and everything. And so mm-hmm. it basically means that, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Even the last issue, she gave the excuse about how the recidivism rate. And so it almost like kind of feels like, oh, yeah, we don't really even care about the continuity between issue to issue with this thing. I mean, I don't really care about the Sajani character at all. Oh, no. I care about the I care about the Peter Parker character that is so damn out of ca- that is lost in all of it. Yeah, it's and pathetic. The, yeah. We we got a pathetic. We got Sajani was right not once but twice. Twice. Like yeah. oh man, like bookends here. Wow, incredible. Wimp, wimp. And, and then, then oh, but, go ahead, Dash. Uh, I'll get to to Felicia in here now. It's like okay, I was I was actually excited with this repossession arc. I'm like you know we we might finally get some closure with her character. Like wait wait wait, wait. Some, you got you got excited. Just because we're finally that, addressing that that, that, that she's, your first she's not herself, this, yeah. it was it was confirming some of like my fan theories, and so I'm like, yes, I might be right. You know, they're taking this in a direction that I want to see, but here it just it just completely went up in flames. Um, Literally, literally. <laughs> the, the thing the thing I like about Felicia is she's on the line of good and evil, mm-hmm. and this is so over the line of evil. It's it's out of character for her too. Exactly, I think. she would she would yeah. never be so psychopathic. Just I'm just gonna kill everyone. Right. She doesn't even bat an eye to you know. Oh, there are these people here. Sucks. And well, this is this yeah. is what we were saying about the last issue. Is about how, or, or when we were talking about re- renew your vows. Pardon me. When we talked about how Dan Slott doesn't write the characters in character, he writes the characters to fit whatever he wants to tell, uh, which is which is his greatest that. flaw as a writer. One you know, of. And you know what was even more disappointing than this? Because remember how we all like the Anna Maria character. This was the one issue which really soured me on her on this because when their whole thing about. When when she because not just because oh here she she actually saves Peter and she's I mean obviously she's the only she's the real hero of the book because she's the one who actually does everything but yes. but then there's that scene where like I told you about how where Peter is all upset about how they lied about the uh, the nanotech thing and then she has the gall to basically says well now you know how it feels about because and remember she was the one who said in the last issue. Um, 
oh, that whole business about you claiming that you no longer work for Spider-Man, no one believes that, so it's okay. And now she's getting <clears> all up in his case for doing just that. So it's just, it's, it's, it's just one of these things where it's just almost like, oh, we got to make Anna Maria be like, Right in the right, and Peter's just like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm a he's a supporting character in his book, own book. Exactly, yeah. Essentially, Jr. We haven't heard from you for cons. What didn't you like? What stood out the most for you? Oh uh, well, just more stupid black cat stuff. I mean, I just can't believe. <laughs> it. Is anybody liking this? I mean, is no. anybody <laughs> at her ball? CBR. Yeah. No, but even I think even they are <laughs> soured on the on the black cat storyline. I don't think anybody. Marvel lost uh, CBR. I think anyone so. who I think... likes this is a traitor. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, CBR. I think oh, even gave, gave this a good grade, but even they are kind of saying that. Yeah, as far as the Black Cat storyline is concerned, that's the wor- That's the weakest plot that Dan Slott has done with this. Jr. About the. Uh, do you agree with my point about the out of character uh, Peter Parker and the lifting of the rubble is the total opposite of the Ditko version of it? Well, I'm really not sure what. You were, I mean, you were saying it was. I was, in fact, I was looking through the issue, and he just kind of yeah. laying there moaning, and then all of a sudden he picks it up, and I, I just thought it was like, well, wait a minute, how come he's laying there like, you know, he can't do anything, and then like the next panel he's like just lifting it up, and everything's fine, but I, I didn't see anything. I just saw, to me, I just saw sloppy storytelling, but you know. Yeah, I, I see that too. Uh, any other things we didn't mention? <laughs> so you yeah, was saying that the bad writing was an eyesore. <laughs> the, the writing was so bad it was, became a visual distraction. Oh yeah, like the, the ghost. Jr. went blind because of this issue. <laughs> <laughs> the bad writing blinded me. Well, I mean, I, that and easily, I mean, he's sixty-five, so I mean, you know. You've heard of Blind Al from Deadpool. This is Blind Jr. because of bad writing. <laughs> oh. I just want to you read know, this one line out loud for talking about bad writing being blinding. Let me see if I can find it. Go ahead. I'll let y'all know when I find it. You know, uh, this did feel slightly fill-in issue-ish, mm-hmm. mainly because Slot didn't even write. Uh, he plotted it. He wrote it. I don't know what he did. He plotted it, and then Gage wrote it. Like he had help on it. Well, I mean, he basically. I mean, I'm almost convinced that Slot was basically thinking, "Well, I'm more interested in writing renew your vows." So, what the heck? Here you go, Gage. Here, here you even care about it? And Gage is like, well, no, I don't really care. I'll just write up something. Hey, uh, Nick Lowe, do you really care about this? And Nick Lowe's probably went, no, no, I don't really. Let's just turn something in and get some extra Short, bucks. Yeah, Street. Nick Lowe's like, dude, it's over anyway. Fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. Let me hear it. This is your, this is your worst line in the book, okay. right? If corporations are people, I am a murderer. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. Wubba yeah. boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound effect on the page. <laughs> Everybody remember that onomatopoeia. I want to use whoop a boom from now on. Whoop a boom, baby. Whoop a boom. All right. Any other final thoughts on that? Those were two bad issues, man. Here's, here's the here's the thing about this. Yeah, is that look look at how bad how bad this finished out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this fell apart like a white paper bag. It it, it fizzled out like a bad fart. It went whip a boom uh, man. Now, <laughs> now think about that. It does it started something? And here, here we are. This is this is only eighteen issues. This is a year and a half worth a year and a half worth of stories. We are about to reboot the book again. It's apparently sometime in winter. <laughs> Whenever and, yeah, and um, 
and you know we're going to get an all new number one. And when is that going to fizzle out? Thirteen issues, four. You know when? Depends on who you got it's right. It's such now. a ridiculous goddamn wheel. And I, I'm like, you know, I'm like uh, the Khaleesi now from Game of Thrones. I want to break the wheel. <laughs> you know, because it's it's just it's stupid. It doesn't energize me at all. You know, uh, barring a new writer, and we'll get to that later on. Um, so. Amazing Spider-Man Volume 4 coming soon. It doesn't instill any confidence of going forward. When you look no. at storytelling this bad, you're like, God damn, are, are, is this, just, this is what we're saddled with from here until the end of uh, time? Listen to our next show, which is news, uh, where we talk about the potential of a new writer hitting Amazing Spider-Man. That's a nice little tease. Uh, Spider-Man is, is, is in critical condition right now. Oh, he's on life support. All right, let's move on to these point one issues, which they decided to make them point one because I don't think they'd sell as well if they were called Spider-Man Spiral. Uh, let's see who's. I don't know. I, I don't know that that's true. It would definitely not sell as well as it would because the completest buy it because it has Amazing Spider-Man on it and it has an issue number tied into it. I, I think that's per, I, I think that's almost guaranteed that they wouldn't sell as well. Sixteen point one, written by uh, Jerry Conway, and art by Carlo Bar Barbary. Barbary, got it. And George, you've got this one. Sixteen point one. Oh, I'm, I'm doing this one. You are. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Surprise. I'm kidding. <laughs> what was it? Paboom. You are. Wababoom. You are. Wababoom. Oh man! All right. So, uh, hey, real quick, what was it? What was uh, Spider-Man's catchphrase that uh, that didn't catch on? That we were all like, uh, "Crazy Town, crazy town Banana, banana Pants." pants. Uh, cr- this is the new Crazy Town Banana Pants. Wappa boom! It begins. Oh, and then can I, can I go now? <laughs> yeah. No, we got three more issues before this shows up. No, I mean, can I start? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go underground. Why not? God damn! I'll read it this time again because Ashley just snorted. Yeah. <laughs> Take a shot, everybody. Actually, <laughs> all right. So, mine? I'll never get through this. <laughs> Wappa boom! Everybody, get it all out. Wappa boom! Shots. <laughs> Wasn't that a Muppet back in the seventies, ladies and gentlemen? The Wappa booms. All right. No. That killed. That killed. All right. Go ahead, George. I got. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so. This issue starts off with the cops and Spidey hitting Tombstone uh, like a like a Tombstone warehouse. Tombstones hold up. The cops are trying to serve him a warrant. Uh, things things go as you might expect, you know, with with the cops trying to serve Tombstone a warrant, which means his goons start firing at people. Yep. Um, Spider Man jumps into the warehouse, starts beating ass because it's what Spider Man does. Yes, he does. And it's something that we don't get to see a lot anymore. You mean no one came in to kick ass for him? No, no one came in to kick oh, ass for shocking. him. Oh, Spider-Man just went into a warehouse and started beating ass. Nice. I know. Did he have a special suit on? It was no, no special suit. Did he have no, the Avengers no Sonic anywhere? Sonic powers, here? no tentacles out of his back, no cosmic universe stuff. Oh my gosh, he kicked ass. Just okay. Spider-Man beating the shit out of people and then hitting Tombstone so hard it knocks him out of the warehouse and out into the harbor. Hell to the yeah. Hell to the yeah. Old school, baby. <laughs> Knock him out. So uh, then, you know, we flash forward uh, about a week, and a, a judge is letting Tombstone off the hook. The chief of police is coming down on Yuri Watanabe, who, by the way, we know is the Wraith. 
Uh, and uh, and it's looking bad now. During during this whole raid, Watanabe's partner Teddy uh, got shot and put into the hospital, and he's in he's in bad shape. Uh, Yuri goes to see him. Peter drops by. Uh, we got a we, we got an almost floating heads panel uh, there with uh, you know with Tombstone and Green Goblin and. That's straight up floating heads. Man. It's not floating heads. It's like their shoulders involved. It's not. Oh, heads. oh, so sorry. Put your head out of your ass, Jomo. Oh, sorry, my floating bah, 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 head was boom. up my ass. Ah, okay. Uh, my, my floating head was up my ass. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, things don't go so well for <laughs> Teddy. Suddenly he, there's a crash cart. You know, you know, cold blue, and then the next thing you know, we know he's in the ground. So I guess it's about another week later. Uh, then we find uh, we find out that uh, the tip off that uh, that led the cops to Tombstone in the first place came from Mister Negative, another dance lot left over. And uh, so here, Mister Sinister sees uh, the wraith or Yuri Watanabe. She's in her cop uniform at uh, at the gravesite and gives her even more information about the judge who let Tombstone go. So Watanabe's trying to get to the bottom of this. The chief's not having any. So Watanabe's like, you know what? Screw this. I also moonlight as a vigilante. So I'm going to go wraith on 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 this bitch. So she's she's going after another illicit warehouse uh, with a vault inside it. Spidey shows up because it's his own damn book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Spidey and the wraith uh, assault the warehouse together. At no point does the Wraith have to save Spidey. Hmm. Shocking. Yeah, it's like they're they're doing stuff, and Spidey even manages uh, try to stop her from uh, or try to stop her from killing somebody because you know she's firing a missile at one point. Um, and then the Wraith is like, you know, Spider Man's like, you can't make this personal. You can't go out killing people. You're a cop. And then she's like, you don't get it. What Nobby is the cop, and I'm the Wraith. You know. <laughs> uh, and then uh, that's the end of the issue. There you go. What would you give well, that for a How long did that sir? take? How much time do we have left to talk about that thing? Uh, that took four. A little uh, inside baseball. I'm, I'm timing these reviews so we, since we have so many. I'd like to make. Did I just raise the bar? You raised the bar. That took four minutes you. for you to tell that story. Thank the you. review. Uh, let me let, let me uh, let me hear a grade out of you. I gave this one George. an A. Very nice. Uh, Jr. A grade. Uh, I'm going to give the whole thing a C. I'm just not interested in this thing at all. Okay, Michael. Uh, B. Ashley. A minus. Uh, C plus out of me. Uh, let's do the pros. What did you like the most, George? Uh, the fact that Spider-Man is the central character, oh. and Spider-Man gets to kick ass. Doesn't need anyone to come in and save him. Uh, doesn't need the Avengers to come in. Uh, doesn't have eighteen thousand supporting characters hogging the spotlight. It's just about Spidey in the underworld, and to me, there's. That's about as Spidey as you get. Spidey going against you know, uh, you know, organized crime types. You know, like Kingpin, like Tombstone, the Magia. You know, etc. To me, this is old school. Um, Jerry Conway coming in and doing this is a breath of fresh air. And this, and like I said, even you know, we saw it again in Renew Your Vows. This to me felt more like a, like a Spidey comic that I haven't seen in a long time because it, it, it felt like a Spidey comic should feel. Yeah, everyone um, else hated it. So go after yourselves. Well, I, did, I didn't hate it. The, the the wraith takes me out of it a little bit because I don't really care about that character. I, I uh, but I do, do like. Why do not like the wraith? The wraith. Uh, I find the wraith interesting. Uh, are, just, just, are you against diversity, Brad? 
I <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> the well, pardon me. Why do you hate women? I, oh God! Why do you beat your wife? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I just I just don't find her that interesting. I, do, I, I It's not an awful comment. I, 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 I didn't find her interesting until this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it gave right. her a premise. It gave her something to do other than I'm I'm a bored cop. You know, and and it's like my partner got killed. I can't. My hands are tied because I can't. You know, my chief is not letting me do. Anything right. past this, I'm taking the law into my own hands, which is what Spider-Man does every effing day. Right. So, uh, yeah. I, I think the art is a pro. Yeah, I like the art. Mm-hmm. The Art Adams cover is beautiful. I love me some Art Adams. Any other well, – let's name some more pros. Uh, I like, Mike, I like that like? this was um, – I, I actually did like uh, the characterization of Yuri here for the first, you know, for the first time. And also, Peter, and I think part of the what, what I truly liked about this is – this was we got here a more introspective, very almost kind of philosophical take on Peter Parker. I mean, when it, with his voice and everything. And there is one particular uh, page in particular where he's uh, discussing wh- where he's talking with Sir John when they're at the hospital, and he's talk and he's talking to about talking about the um, about the you know the, about the nature about you know you know about the cops and people you know. Um, you know about you know the justice and everything, and as Peter's talking to her, we get one of those panels in the background of of uh, the Superior Spider-Man, and in that one page, Conway says more about Peter's thoughts uh, regarding Doc Ock taking over his body than we've mm-hmm. gotten in the past year, mm-hmm. and that was just real. That just shows some very smart writing and very great technical craft there, and. You know, and again, this kind of proves that Conway, even though I kind of thought the story is a little bit, you know, kind of paint by numbers a little bit. I mean, um, and maybe a little bit gets a little bit on the lawn, too much a little bit on this lawn order order side, which coincidentally enough, Conway did used to write for that shit TV yeah. show. This shows that he still has a fundamental understanding of who Peter Parker is as a character and has a good and has a good handle on on characterization. And that's that would be my. Big pro out of this, so. 20 years ago, this would have been part of the regular issue. Well, I don't, oh, yeah, te- yeah. technically it it is because it's a point one. It's still Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. or whatever. But you know what I mean? I mean yeah, uh, yeah. Point one gimmick aside, this would have just been an issue or, mm-hmm. or a story arc in the goddamn regular book. Exactly. And it's but, but, because the, but because the main title is written by a guy who writes it like it's a goddamn manga, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. we don't we don't get that. And also the fact is, it's refreshing that in the, it, it's good that that we're coming that this comic came out right off of a Spider uh, verse, and it's right now we're getting back down to a sort of a street level kind of crime story kind of stuff, which which suits actually would suit Spider Man well, and it's actually fitting since Conway was one of the I believe wasn't he the first guy that once wrote the um, some of that game war kind of stuff yeah. involved here, so it's actually you know this is actually well suited for him you know for that kind of thing. JR, you said it's an average comic with a C. What uh, what what uh, did you like about it? Oh, it's a that, bore. Th- I mean, come on, this this whole okay. Spidey gang more shit. I mean, how many times have we seen this? Everybody's wanting to, you know, the gangs are fighting for control of the New York crime scene. Yon 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 yon. And then and then Yuri Wontanabe, whose brother Ken is, you know, I guess in King and I on Broadway right now. Uh, you know, I mean, it, this is, you know. <laughs> 
this is just a typical, you know, oh, my superiors won't let me do my job, so therefore I'm going to do something, you know. It, it just, you know, yeah. again, somebody somebody said paint by numbers. That's exactly what this is. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I can't get I can't get justice by working within the law, so I'll work outside the law. And then you have the unsympathetic superior who is, yeah. you know, by the books. I mean, it's just, it's it, you know, it's 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 a bore. I've seen it before, you know. That, that's a lot of cons, but what did you like about the book chair? Nothing. Well, nothing. And, and I don't I, like I, nothing. I have there's nothing I've liked about this series at all. Not a thing. Not a thing. Okay. Okay. Ashley, what did you like about it with your pros? Um, I really love crime drama and you know the gang wars and everything. So this is just putting me right in my element here. I love Tombstone and Hammerhead. They've always been some of my favorites, and it's just really uh, it's just really fun for me to kind of to to experience this kind of story unraveling firsthand. I think this is the first time I've gotten one of the crime stories and I've, you know, I've been experiencing, you know, issue by issue instead of just going back and reading back issues. So I I love it. Very cool. All right, let's go around the horn for cons. JR says it's very average, paint by numbers, we've heard. Uh, what else didn't you guys like about it? The the Wraith is my least favorite. Mm -hmm. I didn't really care about the art, actually. Really, I kind of like. Well, it. the problem with this scene is some parts of it are good, but there's but there's other parts where I don't know what it is, but Barberry kind of has this tendency of like whenever he have like showing these very extreme distant shots sometimes of these characters doing stuff that you can barely see what's going on, and you're like, because there's that one thing with the whole that whole scene. Remember that whole sequence where Spidey's going at where the missile where the missile from the rocket launcher is being fired and Spidey's catching it. I was kind of yes, confused yeah. about what was really was he trying was he he was he was being pulled by the missile and then somehow he swung it back around and blew it up somehow and I mean I couldn't really kind of tell what was really going on in terms of what what was the the whole the physics or whatever what he was trying to do there it just didn't really make sense I mean he didn't it didn't really make it clear sometimes and also yeah. it's I mean to me it's almost it's a little bit like it's almost like it's a little bit on those. To me, it's a similar kind of take. Style is kind of uh, almost. It almost kind of feels like Ramos, except well, yeah, it does. It, except it has a better sense of proportion um, than Ramos does. But I mean, so, but yeah, it's not. It just really wasn't quite my cup of tea. But that's just you okay. know. Any other cons out of the issues? All right, let's move on to uh, seventeen point one. Mike, you've got this one again, written by Conway and Barberry. Yep, Barberry. <laughs> Barbary. Do you know William Shatner was in a show in the 80s called Barbary Coast? That's probably cool. why you're doing this. <laughs> JR, did you know that? Yes, I did. Uh, very good. Of course, JR knows it. Uh, okay. Exactly. JR knows what Shatner prefers to eat for breakfast bacon, damn it. Um, yeah. Omelets. Steak? <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Take me through this one. Okay. It looks like the Goblin King is on the first Oh, yes. Page. Everybody's favorite goblin is back. <laughs> and, by fa- and by everybody's favorite, I mean no one. Um, or maybe Dan Slott. But anyway, um, so after the Tombstone has been uh, arrested after the last issue, uh, Hammerhead and uh, Phil Yurick, or who's calling himself the Goblin King, they're, trying to, they're sitting down at this you know, swanky little uptown hotel and they're trying to figure out, okay, who could get there? Who's going to take Hammer? Who's going to take Tombstone's territory? So they decide we're going to have a mi- an underground mixed martial arts, you know, fight to the death in a cage. You know, it's like a pay per view event practically. So we're going to have, yeah. yeah. And so 
which whoever comes out alive gets whoever which one of their guys um, champ their fighter best fighters comes out alive gets the territory. Um, and we're seeing and in the background we're seeing these two guys two sweaty guys slug it out and everything just to see you know show how you know how tough these dudes are. Um, well, right as soon as they settle on a location, Spidey comes. You know, leaping through the glass to the glass in a really dramatic fashion, and starts taking out out everybody. And Phil Yurick, true to form, goes, "Well, that's my cue to leave," and takes off. Um, and then, so and then, Spidey's able to kind of beat up all the uh, Hammerhead's goons, including his best uh, uh, mixed martial arts fighter, and who was going to be in that match. And in the confusion, Hammerhead escapes. Um, but Peter knows has heard where the location he doesn't know exactly what the deal is in terms of what the green what the what Phil Yurick and Hammerhead were planning, but he knows that it's going that the thing is going to happen in Yuri Watanabe's precinct. Um, speak, and speaking of Yuri Watanabe, uh, the chief, her chief, is is getting um, he, she's, he's, she's getting all up in, uh, in Yuri's face and everything because about, you know, oh, you went behind my, you, you went, you got an arrest warrant for how with, and without my, you know, without telling me otherwise. And, you know, even though the photographic photographs of, of him, of how the judge, how buying the drugs came back clean, where did you get all this other evidence and everything? And Yuri's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. And, and then, so the chief goes, well, um, you're going to have, well, the uh, judge, uh, the judge um, asked you to see you because he's now up in Rikers, and so Yuri goes over to Rikers in her car, and then all along the way, Spidey meets up with her, and he tells her that yeah, Hammerhead and then the Goblin King are going to meet and everything like this, and she, and so um, he says that's it's in precinct and everything, and so and then Spidey again tries to warn her, hey, you know, you don't take this too personally. I know you're upset about your partner and everything, and and then you know Yuri goes, yeah, well, you know. Look at this. The ju- he says the, ju- the system's a joke, and she drives off and back to goes to visit. Um, and she goes to visit the, the, the judge in the prison. And the thing is, the judge, when talking to the judge, who the judge tells him that yeah, tells her that yes, he was he did buy illegal prescription drugs from one of Tombstone's goons, but he did not. It was it, the Tombstone's little goon was acting on his own. And that the, the prescription drugs were not for the ju- were not for him. It was for the judge's wife who has cancer, and that she needs some kind of pain medication in order to cope with all after her chemotherapy and stuff. And however, and so when Yuri asks, well, then why then did you dismiss the, the case? And the judge says, well, I threw out the case because, as I as I said, it was a defective warrant. Your guy, your your part, former partner thing. You know, he didn't get he didn't do it right. So I had to under the law I had to throw it out. And again, Yuri's like, Don't talk to me about your system and everything and so as she leaves to go and the judge pleads with her, Don't keep me in the general population because if you do, I'm afraid one of Tombstone's men is gonna kill me and she's like, Well that you know, I don't care you know, I don't I don't really care and so she walks off and then she goes to um, the prison parking lot and there's Mr. Negative again, who once again tells her about Oh, the thing that the shindig that you know about the mixed mar- the illegal mixed martial arts match that between the tombstone no excuse me the hammerhead and the green and the goblin king are going to have and so she's like oh I'm going to be the wraith and then and then later on that night Spidey and the wraith meet up and they head towards and they're going to head toward where this uh, mixed martial arts cage match is going to have and then well um, so Phil York, he's got his big burly champion out and then 
Who decides to step in the ring off for Hammerhead's side? Hammerhead himself. And so Hammerhead, he kind of reminds everybody, well, I used to be a Megia enforcer, and so I, you know, and to just to prove how tough he is, he headbutts the guy in the chest and basically, you know, beats the guy to death in, in like in a couple seconds flat. And then um, right at that moment, um, Spidey and the Wraith come in, um, and then Phil York, true to phone, goes, well, that's my cue to leave, takes off. And as they're kind of fighting in there, Hammerhead happens to take Spidey into the rain and proceeds to, you know, beat the crap out of him. But Spidey, um, able to knock this, knocks, knocks him out with one punch. And, yep, yep, shows out. And then, and then Spidey, once again, has to tell the Rafe, you know, I'm kind of absurd, you know, I'm kind of a little bit concerned because prior to the fight, Yuri said that, Oh, this is not your turf. This is my turf. And he, Spidey's like, we don't do turf. We, you know, we care about innocent people's lives. And Jerry's like, well, oh, I, you know, I don't really care and stuff. And and, and he also, Spidey says, well, also, it's pretty obvious about that uh, that photograph that you showed me. Somebody obviously set up Hal to never to take, you know, and to somebody, uh, you know, and so again, Yuri goes, well, I don't care. And as she leaves, once again, we see Mister Negative. Hiding the shadows, doing his little Mr. Burns going accident. And <laughs> and that's the end of that issue. And uh, yeah. uh, what's your grade, sir? Um, I'm giving this one a B minus actually. Um okay. uh, do you want me to uh, why do we we'll, we'll, go, we'll go to pros we'll go to pros and cons in a minute. Okay. Uh JR, your grade? I'm giving it all a C. I have nothing more to say about any of this. Yeah. <laughs> actually. I'll second the B minus. The B minus, uh, George. I also uh, I gave this a B minus. It would have been an A minus, but it had the Goblin King in it, <laughs> or the I'll Goblin Knight, or whatever the hell. Field yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a C. Really, just average for me. Uh, Mike, what did you like about it? Well, I again, I kind of like the. Um, I mean, even though because normally when you get into stories like this about the co- you know they have the guy who's the cop whose partner gets killed and the man's their own you know looking for their own brand of justice. We always usually think, oh, the cop is in the right. Not in this case. And I like the fact that in this instance, that which we will later see in the, in the upcoming issue, is that here you've got the judge who is, relatively, who is relatively innocent, and this is where Yuri kind of may, really kind of crosses the line here. She's willing to let this relatively innocent guy pretty much risks his life because as far as she's concerned, you know, he broke the law, and she doesn't really care what the truth about what the mitigating circumstances are. And so it's kind of showing that she's kind of, you know, going towards the dark side a little bit. And I think I like the way that Conway was kind of putting us in question, putting people in question, like, well, even though there's a lot of bureaucracy in the legal system, that maybe it exists for a reason. And I like how he's doing that. He's taking that angle there with them. Um, and also, again, Spidey getting a little bit more you know, kind of getting a little bit using this as a way of being more introspective about about how he's also thinking about, well, this is how I was feeling when uh, Gwen, when Uncle Ben died and when Gwen died and Captain Stacy died and how he's kind of tying. And I like how that, you know, how that thought process is tying in as well. So, again, characters, you know, characterization and the, and the way and the little nice twist there um, between the the one punch of uh, Hammerhead was nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
that was that was really nice. Especially like, like and that. especially when he, I mean, when Hammerhead comes in there, he's like, you know, you know, you think you know me, you don't know me. And then Spidey's response is, you know, you know, you're right. Sometimes I wonder if you can really know anyone. And that's when he does that, um, you know, single. And that and I actually did like that panel where he does the wham and he's and you know Hammerhead's flying across there. I mean, that was it was exactly. yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, let's go around horns for some pros that haven't been mentioned. What what uh, stands out for uh, everybody else? Hammerhead. I love Hammerhead. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. Spidey once again beats ass. <laughs> he does. He doesn't he need does. to be saved by anybody. Nope. He's in a cage match and hits him with one punch. He takes a punch. It did, and he. I love the uh, the scene where he grabs. He stops Hammerhead's fist with his with his, fist. With his hand. Yep. And then and then talk talk smack on him. Mm-hmm. And then wham with two M's at the end. Yep. Wham wham wham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's done. Mm-hmm. Um. George, any, any pros you can think of? I just said Spidey beats just, ass. <laughs> beats ass. Okay, we've got Hammerhead. We've got beats ass. Uh, Once again, to me, it's like a Spidey comic should feel. Yeah, Jr.'s done. Uh, okay, let's let's go wait through cons. Um, my con is this: it's if you notice, it's kind of repeating the same plot points as the last issue, because once again we've got, you know, even like almost, you know, with the once again we have, you know, it ends with even with um, you know Mister Negative hiding in the shadows as he's watching, you know, the Wraith leave, and once again we have another. Uh, take you know secret meeting where another like play where there's another holdout where Spidey and the Rafe team up to take down another you know crime boss thing. So it, I think it was a little bit on the repetitive side from last issue um, in terms of like in terms of the narrative. And so that's kind of one of the reasons. I and I was in a you no know, when I was reading this I was concerned is like it's not. I hope this is not going to be kind of like a broken record with the next issue. Hopefully, good thing it didn't. But it kind of was feeling like oh you're kind of Conway's kind of was seemed like he was repeating himself a little bit here. So. Ashley, any cons for you? Uh, Yuri was just three edgy five me here. It's just way too much. I, I just thought it, I, I spotted a lot of cliches. I mean, she is essentially, you know, the the rogue cop who doesn't play by the rules. And every mm-hmm. time she she mentioned the system, I just I just cringed a bit. Yeah. Uh, George, cons for you? Uh, Phil Yurik. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that cobbler dropped at a letter grade for me. JR, does that take you out? You're not a Goblin King fan? No, I'm not. Hell no. No. And uh, any other cons, JR, that we haven't mentioned? No. All right. <laughs> just get it over with. It's, it's like he's pouting in the corner. He's just um, he's done with this story. Okay, who's got this next one? Eighteen point one. I do. That's Ashley. All right. We're this is how how long is this story? Is it? Five parts? Yeah, it's five parts. Five, yeah. Five parts. we got two more. You ought to love that cover, Ashley. An upside-down kiss with Felicia. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> take take me through the issue. What happened? All right. So we open up in the streets of Manhattan, where you've got a, a, a turf war going on between um, Hammer, Hammerhead and Tombstone's game, gang. So we've got the Jets and the Sharks, and there's going to be a rumble tonight. <laughs> so they <laughs> But... Nice. Felicia steps in, starts kicking their asses, and tells them rather hypocritically to ease back on the testosterone. Oh, I'm just going to ignore your entire career there, Felicia. Um, 
And she insists that since she came in there and beat them all up and kicked their teeth out and broke their glasses, that she is going to lead them now and they deserve, she deserves their undying loyalty. <clears throat> to which they staunchly refuse, saying that they're loyal only to either Hammerhead or Tombstone, their respective, uh, their respective allegiances there. And they essentially just drop everything and walk away as if nothing ever happened. And there's that poor guy just lying unconscious, being dragged away by his friend. Feel free, man. <laughs> but he, um, <laughs> as she's standing there trying to figure out how that possibly could have gone wrong, she's approached by the um, the current crime master and uh, the the new set of the enforcers. And they said that they've crime master says he's got a plan for her, which involves um, essentially instead of instead of um, breaking the loyalty they have they already have to their respective masters, then to to co opt it. By um, which they can, which she can do by breaking their leaders out of jail and winning them, winning them over, winning their respect that way. So we then cut over to Peter, who is uh, agonizing over the uh, the incriminating photos of uh, what's his name, Judge Howell, taking the drugs from a Tombstone's man, I believe it was, and Anna Marconi is, or Anna Maria. I can never get her name right. Anna Maria is. Um, trying to catch his attention and, you know, kind of see what's going on in his head there, which, you know, after, puts a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth after the whole, the whole secrecy talk we just had in issue 18. What, the whole what is this dialogue balloon? So you're not worried we'll put too much flang in the spang? Yeah, she's just basically talking nonsense. Is that on fleek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you young listeners out there. Is that on fleek? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Ash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Peter decides to open up to her and kind of bounce uh, some of these thoughts he's been having off of her. And we, oh, uh, Peter, I don't know what happened to you. He, he goes to the street and says, Anna Maria, do you think good people can go bad? Thing. Oh, well, Peter, you have not been watching Game of Thrones. So she kind of actually opens up to him and and uh, reminisces about her experiences with Otto and how he was essentially, he was human. You know, he, he made good decisions and he made bad ones. That's, you know, just how people are. There's going to be, you know, sometimes they're going to be a little bit of both. Which I think... Not, nice uh, referencing of Ock and Peter still... Uh, tormented by Ock taking over his body, which we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the first time we have seen. We've, <laughs> this is the first time we've. <laughs> Stop growling! <laughs> I'm gonna snort. <laughs> My thing. Oh yes. No, sorry, I don't want to be a clone. <laughs> but I think this is the first time we've seen Anna Marie actually open up about this, which I've been getting yes. kind of worried about it as it first seemed like the her own supervillain origin story here with her repressed emotions. I'm just waiting for like a set of octopus arms to like come out of her back one day and she's the new Doc Ock or something. <laughs> Don't give but them ideas. Looks- <laughs> what is this, David- I'm calling it. What is this, David Cronenberg now? I mean, what the... <laughs> <laughs> so after that talk, uh, Peter goes out in search of, um, of Yuri. And see if he can, um, you know, check in on her. He goes out to her apartment and sees her outside uh, colluding with uh, Mr. Negative. Which he immediately, you know, his superhero instincts kick in. He tumbles into the pavement, you know, attempting to take him down. 
end. With the, with an, oh, no, you didn't. Exactly. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, fail. <laughs> so, Yuri has just gotten the um, gotten the scoop from Mr. Negative about how there's the, uh, the jailbreak, which you just saw... Um, schemed up earlier in the issue where where Felicia and the enforcers are going to go break out Tombstone and uh, Hammerhead. So she drives them over there. They go in as uh, Spider-Man and the Wraith where they can see the jailbreak's already in progress with Felicia at the head. She goes in. They, we have this catty little banter like, oh, who's that girl you're with? You know, Spider-Man. She has to explain, you know, not my girlfriend because, I don't know, that's totally the priority here. Like, we're not, you guys. We're not. Stop it. This is... And the dress is pretty much, you're trying to kill me now. We're not having, you know, we're not doing the cutesy little banter. We're not playing around. You know, we're done with that. So, Wraith runs off from him to go take care of, um... Let me see. What exactly? She's, you know, she, she goes off to, uh, I guess, to head off the rest of, yeah, the enforcers. They split up while Peter deals with Black Cat. And we have this rather uh, kind of a bland fight scene where she she fills the hall up with her fear gas and just kind of dances around them and punches them. And let's see, yeah, we have uh, Spider Man and Peter. Uh, Spider Man and Peter, yeah, yeah, we're going with that. Uh, Spider Man <laughs> and Black Cat are going on, and they kind of he finally tells her just you know just just stop it, just quit it, just, just calm down. Get your get your shit together, lady. And says, you know, the police are on their way. This is going to turn into a gunfight. You know, let's be smart. I still care about you. I don't want to see you die. I don't want your blood on my hands. But she, of course, says, this doesn't change anything between us. And runs off. And Peter is about to, you know, go take care of things, wrap everything up. When they hear a bang. And fearing the worst, he runs off, um, running on the wall, literally, I like that. To the source of the to, to the source of the gunshot, where we see Ray's crouching there with the uh, with the gun in her hand, and a to be continued, and no explanation. So, did she shoot Kingpin? Is it, I mean not Kingpin, uh, Tombstone yes. behind? Okay, yeah. that's. I can see Mike oh, like, with I your. I can see him there. Oh. Yeah, Mike, I, I see that's an aspect of you don't know what's exactly happening with the art. Yeah, that's what I was that's talking about. That's an example. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. talking about. He kind of, for some reason, he just can't really compose this. Barbary can't really compose. Barbary. Barbary. See, now I'm pulling a Brad. Um, hey. <laughs> but um, it's like. Don't make me like the, the, the Kingpin movie. I just pulled a Munson. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Point taken. I'm just saying, yeah, it just seems like he can't really. Compose the shot, the uh, panels, you know, really well. It's something sometimes, you know, it's yeah. very. Well, most of them are good. That one, it just looked is a bit confusing. Yeah, he was better. Bar- yeah. Barbary's better in this in this comic than uh, than he was in the last two. I'll give him that. I'll give him yeah. price for that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Ashley, what's your grade on this one? Well, all I had to do was look at the cover to give it an A. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're a sucker for the upside down kiss covers. They too. they know what I want. They know how to reel me in, and I'll give them that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, George grade. I gave it a B minus. Okay, Jr. C. And Mike. <laughs> B plus. <laughs> a, a what? A B plus. B plus. I'll give this a. 
a C plus. It's better than the other two, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, pros. A pro for me is I like the confrontation between Black Cat and Spider-Man. They're actually talking. Mm-hmm. Why are you out of character, damn it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, why are you out of character? Somebody's going to get killed if you keep getting written this bad. Why are you out of character? Exactly. <laughs> We're going to be saying we can't retcon coming up here. I know. <laughs> Secret Wars is coming carefully. up. Get, Secret Wars is coming up, Felicia. Get your shit together. Right, Come on. Out. It's like he's looking at her and saying, don't go full lizard. Yeah. <laughs> Never go full Never lizard. Never go full lizard. My, I, and my fa- that, that's my favorite scene of the book, and also Tombstone going, oh, sweet, you guys make a cute couple. I thought that was cute. Hammerhead. Oh, Hammerhead, yes. I thought that was the best scene of the book. Uh, any other pro- What's some other pros that you guys liked? Um, I also a- like... Ash- oh, Ashley, go ahead. Uh, let, let Ashley go first, <laughs> since she's reviewing this one. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ash. Uh, I like seeing Black Cat in this. It was... It was seeing more of her, you know, her the what the her criminal undertaking and her kind of you yeah. know rise to power here. It was more of that and less of the the angry, possessive, psychopathic. I'm gonna watch the world burn, you know, like he's the Ledger Joker, Felicia. We've been getting that <laughs> 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 so we've been getting in the previous issues. <laughs> yeah, it's like like I was saying, she's on the line. <laughs> That's on the line. This one is not so far over the murderous one. Mm-hmm. I mean, this one, this one, I can kind of deal with a little bit better than the other Dan Slot Black Cat. Uh, I mean, oh. Dan Slot can't do subtle, Brad. He <laughs> this Great is subtle banana pants. I can I mean, what do you think of this? Is this a better Black Cat, Ashley, than the Slot one? Oh, I mean, hell I, yes. Yeah, exactly. And the when you know she. Peter comes up to her and is like, you know, just, just stop, stop. Like, you can see her appealing to his reason. Like, she doesn't, when he gets serious and, like, kind of the, he, he you know, he gets serious and the emotion dies down. And she can't just run off of raw rage and, you know, just sometimes really just, she'll she'll run off pure emotion. When that's taken out, you know, she kind of, she can't fight him. And she kind of has to admit to herself, you know, I, yeah. I can't go through with this. And, you know, she she shoots her a little, she doesn't change things between us, but it's just typical Sundere Felicia, so. Yeah, yeah. What's up with her belt? Oh, my oh. God, I don't I don't want to talk about what? it. What is that belt? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about the Before belt. Before we go on about the belt, what is with, okay, is it who knows? Before like, we go on about the belt, it's like you and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl, tell me about that belt. Okay, We've got to talk about her fashion here. All right. So it, she it, has the little the yeah. yellow chips that are supposed to be like cat eyes. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know how like a cat's mouth is shaped like like kind of that W shape. Yep. I keep seeing that in her yes. boots. Yeah, oh, and, that, and, the, and the irony is, and the irony is, of course, this was what are, the irony what is this is supposed to be this is supposed to distract us from her cleavage, but instead it draws us towards it more, even more. I know, and it's like a kitty <laughs> mouth. Her her boobs yeah. are a kitty mouth. I keep seeing yeah. the face. On her I, jet. Have, I have heard it all. <laughs> yeah. oh, her boobs are like a kitty mouth. <laughs> Not that okay, any I'm of us guys are complaining necessarily, but that's a good <laughs> Yeah, that does look like a mouth Except on the boobs. Except that now you have these like weird eyes mouth. over her boobs. It's, it's, just imagine it's a cat so with puffed up like... cheeks, Brad. And that's kind of what you're... Right. <laughs> that's true. I, I'm seeing it now. Yeah. But what's up with that belt, girl? <laughs> well, the belt, How is that staying on her waist? Apparently, It's, it's like a hula hoop. It's super stretchy. It's good for bondage because we Whoa. can see the- <laughs> <laughs> wow where it it's got an, to like it, five times its length 
It's edgy. <laughs> That's what it is. It's we edgy. Just, we just yeah, need like another, another 5,000 downloads. <laughs> <laughs> the bondage episode. The, this this episode is sponsored by <laughs> whipsandchains.com. Yep. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, other than the Felicia goodness thing I got in this issue, um, I like seeing the enforcers. They're always kind of a favorite of mine. And uh, Fancy Dan, gotta love him. Yeah. Fancy. Refresh me with the guy with the the hammers on his hands, or what? What are those things? Oh, that's Hammer Harrison. Not to be confused <laughs> with the Harlem Globetrotter, by the way. Um. <laughs> Where have we seen him before? I don't. Oh I don't, gosh, he was. Wasn't he like in a Marvel team up or something, or one of those? I don't recall him. Spider Yoda, paging Spider Yoda, Hammer Harrison. Where have we seen him? I don't. He doesn't even know. <laughs> well, his his accomplishments accomplishments consist of landing consecutive hits on Spider Man. He is known for managing to hit Spider Man more than once in a row. Amazing. Where? Okay, I I am googling. I am I am looking him up. Yeah, he uh, first appeared in Machine Man number sixteen. Damn you and your faster internet connection. <laughs> Creator, uh, Tom DeFalco and Steve Ditko. Oh, hell, my God. Here we go. Yeah. Harrimer Harrison was created by Tom DeFalco and Steve Ditko in 1980 and first appeared in Machine Man 16. <coughs> yes. His part- the Ranger would form the new Enforcers, which consisted of Hammer Harrison, Snake Marston, Fancy Dan, Ox, and Montana, to manage the Kingpin's Brooklyn ex extortion operation. The enforcers would come to the conflict with Spider-Man and Sandman after they shake down his friend Mr. Casada. Casada. C-A-S-S-A-D-A. Casada. Like, get this straight. Like, so, it's the enforcers and, you know, all the crime drama and everything where they go and beat up a guy named Casada. Sounds like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Casada refused to give them any money. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of it's kind of the enforcers. I mean, aren't two of them the originals dead now? Uh, well, the only one who's dead considered dead is Montana. I thought Ox was dead too. For no, Ox is Ox is still there. So, Ox is right here. Yeah, so, I thought it was, no, I know, but I thought it was like a new Ox. I thought the original. No, 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 same Ox. Son I'm of confused. Ox. I'm confused. That's new. Why Machine Man number 16 couldn't have had Spider-Man in it, because Steve Ditko drew it in 1980. Where is this creation that I'm reading on ComicVine.com coming from? Where Where is this story told? Oh, about we the... Can, uh, we can find this out later. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can... <laughs> oh, God damn. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to have a side quest. Give me, give me five seconds. Hang on. What's it? Hammer Harrison. Here we go. Wait, wait, Willard Harrison. Willard's his first name. Yes. No, um, stop here. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Yeah, he was originally a member of the Satan Squad, put together <laughs> by Baron Brimstone. Yes. Oh, and, <laughs> his issue appearances. Where? Where? Yeah, where he was. was I'm looking yeah, at it, it right Marvel, now. It was Marvel, Marvel Team Up One Thirty Number Three Eight. Yeah. Marvel, t- oh, I remember that one. That did have the Enforcers in it. I don't it. remember that one. With the Sandman. That's when Spider-Man teamed up with the Sp- Sandman. Can we move forward now? Yes, I have closure. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The the last pro I wanted to bring up that I could really um, think, you know, worthy of mention was that we got to see Anna Maria kind of have this little vulnerable, quiet moment here. And, and it's a nice breather from her constant, you know, kind of, you know, let me, da- let me lay it down like it is, Peter, that we've been getting from SWAT. 
Yes, yes, that's very true. Uh, JR, you've been very quiet. Are you okay? He hates this. <laughs> you, you, no, he's just kind of bored with it, honestly, aren't you? you yep. It's, it's average work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Would you say would you say this is a step above the other two issues? I mean, I, I no, like the Felicia no, part. Did you? No. no. <laughs> Did not. I think you. Yeah, I think you guys are praising this only because it seems better in contrast to the crap that's going on in the regular Amazing Spider-Man. It is talk. better in contrast. <laughs> it doesn't seem. It doesn't seem about it. It's. This is like giving, eating ramen noodles for eight months and you're given a, a, a bologna sandwich. <laughs> you're, okay. eating, you're eating meat. It, it's better tasting. I'm going to take my crap and I'm going to like it. <laughs> I don't care what y'all are going to say. All right. All right. What, do we do cons and pros? I'm confused. Yes, um, I got, covered it all. We have said everything there is to say about this issue. I, I would agree. All right. Any final thoughts on this episode? <laughs> well, to be continued. Yeah. Let's get you a bologna sandwich. We're gonna get something. Well, <laughs> isn't this gonna be the the last issue or two of this is gonna be the only Spider-Man we get now before? Or because <laughs> has this been pushed back too with everything else? No, no, no. no. This is still going. This the Spiral yeah. is still gonna is still on schedule, I believe. It's just okay. A, so it's Jr., just... you you better get interested in this because it's what we're gonna have until fall. <laughs> This is your Spider-Man for the next two months, Jr. You better cheer up. That's good. <laughs> I can't wait. 